Blog Talk Radio. Kane is in the building. Hollywood cold, I'm with Molly G, bro, flying Holly Grove chick. And welcome, everybody. It is time for an all-new Southern Sports Central, live here on, well, Long Talk Radio. I'm Rich Yellow, alongside Eugene Benton on a beautiful night for Southern Sports Central. It was a beautiful day in May here, the seventh day. is. I don't know if I've ever said May in no humidity, but today is that day. Maybe the good Lord above said we've all been through so much, and it's now our time to enjoy a beautiful day as we had here today. Now, it is a loaded show as we're coming to you live from Somerville, South Carolina. And, of course, uh, the Factory Sports and Fitness Training Studios, we want to thank those guys over at the Factory for supporting us here on air as they are doing it there in the gym. You can call them to set up your one-on-one appointment so you can get that, I would say, individual training and uh, get ready, get back, and get, of course, uh, into swing of things. You can call them directly at 843 843- Five seven three seven three nine one. You can find them over in Hanahan at 5913 Loftus Road. Now, today's show, locked, loaded, and all but ready to be delivered here. We're going to be busy on the Tent Farm Hotlines. We'll start off at 612 with Joe Hughes. He is from the Gaston Gazette. Uh, he covers basically North and South Carolina. He's on that border of uh, North and South Carolina up there in Columbia, Charlotte area. So uh, we're going to talk to him about the Bank of America hosting two teams, one from South Carolina, one from North Carolina. That conversation will be had with him. And then, oh, boy, did you wake up this morning and see it? Or maybe you went to bed last night and saw it. It looks like Dutch Fork has made some headlines. We'll get into that a little bit. And are they the only team? We'll talk a little bit about that as well. But, again, we're not going to sit here and point fingers, nor are we going to call any individuals out. But we may help with the rules and regulations out of that conversation. Also, at 6.30, we're going to go to Charlotte, where we check in with Cameron Smith. He's an Olympic high school running back, 2,000 yards on the ground, a 4.3 in the classroom. Yeah, he's getting offers, and I'm talking Army, Navy, Air Force, and a few other big names have already thrown some opportunities for this young man. We threw him an opportunity and said, let's come in here and talk about it, Cameron. He said, yes, sir, I'm ready. So at 6.30, he'll join us. Then we head to Somerville High School at Somerville South Carolina, or Tyler Clark. He's one of the basketball coaches over there with the Green Wave. We're going to talk to the coach a little basketball. We haven't talked basketball on the radio. We haven't covered some of the basketball stuff that's been affected by COVID-19. And he's going to get in here with us and explain how he's been able to manage their social media, which is what Coach Clark does. And he also is the assistant head coach. Uh, excuse me, he's the head coach of the JV program and does a few other things uh, around the basketball world as well. We're going to talk to him about 
how this has affected AAU because these guys probably by now would be playing some games, how they're working out with training, communication, and a lot of things. We'll also talk to him about something when it comes to leadership and his thoughts, his opinions. And that's the fun thing because Coach Clark comes in, he's a little younger. He comes out with a little bit more, a little ump under him, a little bit more enthusiasm, I'd say, than some of our older coaches maybe have. But we'll talk to Coach Clark about that when he joins us at 7 o'clock. Then at 7.30, we stay at Somerville, where we focus back on the class of 2020. It's that Spotlight 2020 edition, as we'll do that for the 7.30 and 8 o'clock hour. So at 7.30, Matthew Dunn, he's a two-sport player. He plays football for the Green Wave, and he runs track over with the track and field guys. Now, I don't think he runs track, but he does throw shock put or, or, or something he's doing over there. And uh, he's a big cat. He's an offensive lineman. So he's, uh, without a doubt, going to be excited to get in here with me and, of course, Eugene, and we'll talk with him at 7.30. Then, as I bring you in now, Coach Eugene, coming to us live for the final day, by the way, because starting Sunday, you got to come back to the studio. Uh, we're going back to green here with all of us in-house. But uh, you're down there, of course, uh, in your backyard with the birds and the bees and, of course, uh, Southern Sports Central, buddy. Yeah, man. And, uh, you know, you're break, cutting into the uh, the girls coming on, the ladies coming in on 8 o'clock. we got Kate, Lily, and Megan, all seniors. Um from the Oceanside soccer team that was the state runner-up last year. Had big goals, big dreams for this year, a state championship. They were looking forward to that, you know, what we call it, uh, you know, around around the school, the big trophy, you know. Uh, everybody teased Coach Mark, kind of, you know, give him the business for getting the little trophy last year and coming in as the uh, lower state champion, but the uh, the second place in the state. And uh, these young ladies are um, <clears throat> locked and loaded to come in at 8 o'clock, and hopefully we'll have a special guest join them uh, sometime, you know, while they're on. Uh, yeah, it's a beautiful day, man. Unfortunately, I was running around. I was on the road a lot today. I was, you know, more more inside the, the inside the truck than uh, than than uh, being able to join this outside air. But now I'm outside. You know, like you said, with the birds, the bees, the gardens are growing and uh, enjoy soaking up this fresh sunshine. But you know, ready to roll, ready to get this thing going, ready. Look, looking forward to this first guest at six twelve, and uh, really all all the guests coming on. You know, it's a going to be some good flavor. Really interested in hearing what the basketball coach has to say. Like you said, you brought the AAU stuff. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm not sure if he's been involved, but maybe, you know, the, the big uh, classic thing that was in Charleston is the first year that it's not going to be held. So I, I know that was a big tournament. But, um, you know, hopefully he's got some other stuff lined up, you know, or, or in the queue. So when the governor says go, those guys can be ready to play some, uh, tip it off and play some basketball. Now, Eugene, let me ask you this, because we are going to head to a quick break, so kind of a quick uh, answer from you here. Uh, you know, did you hear about some of the things, I guess, at Dutch Fork? Uh, you know, they were uh, kind of, uh, I would say, called out on social media uh, by another individual, I guess, that's not connected to uh, the program. That's pretty pretty obvious. However, uh, the, the, the rumors, the conversations that they were practicing on their field. Did you see anything yeah. on that one? Uh, yeah, the last yeah 24 I saw hours? the videos. I saw the videos, and I saw when it first came out. You know, Mr. Singleton has, had said yesterday he had not seen the film or he had not, you know, reviewed it, but staff members had already seen it. Uh, the quarterback and some receivers basically were inside the stadium uh, throwing the ball, running routes. Uh, there were no coaches present that I saw or heard of. No. But, and, 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 yeah, but, again, again, that's against the high school rule when, when they said no sports facilities, no nothing on campus. And so if that's the rule, then appear, it appears, and I don't want to make any judgments, but it appears that rule may have been broken. So we'll see how that, you know, turns out. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll kind of get into that with Joe Hughes. He covers high school sports. He was a big-time guy uh, with the Sun News. That's a local paper up in Myrtle Beach. During my time on the Grand Strand a few years back, uh, that's where we kind of connected and kind of kept that relationship moving here on the radio. And, of course, we'll talk to him about that, his thoughts, his opinions. Uh, because, again, I, I'm not going to sit here and, 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 and cover an eye and say, well, I see them, but I don't see the other 20 or 30 schools that have done it neither. And, again, students, athletes, listen to me closely, okay? Listen to me closely. You are not allowed under any circumstance to be on school property, period. The doors are shut. The opportunity is not there. There's enough parks and recreation around uh, your towns, around wherever you're at. You, you got somewhere you can go. Stay away from your facility because here's the thing. Here's the problem that you're going to have is that if you're not careful, you can cost your team a lot more than uh, you ever thought you, you were going to. And, again, it, it may be a simple, a simple, oops, I didn't know that was the way it was supposed to be. But trust and believe me, they don't care. And I'm not trying to cold, hard play Mr. Singleton or the high school league. Look, rules are rules, right? It is what it is. It, it, it's pretty much either it is or it isn't. So then the gate's locked. If it's not locked, pretend it's locked. Go somewhere else. Now, step two to this, mindful what you keep on social media, okay? You can delete it all you want. But these smartphones sometimes are a little bit smarter than we are. Sometimes they, 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 they just they can put you in a bad situation. So, again, think twice, then think again, and then hit send. And, and, and you can write that. You can tweet that. You can do whatever you want to do, but make sure that is in your forte. Now, we do have to head to a break. We're going to get in here with Joe Hughes. He is, again, with the, of course, uh, Gaston Gazette. He's going to join us uh, here in just moments. But we want to hear from you throughout the show today because we do have a loaded show, and it is a very friendly – we've got some a coach on. We've got five players on. We've got a lot going on, but we have opportunities. At 8.30, there are no guests. You can call in from 8.30 into the 9 o'clock hour, and you can do that by dialing up 323-784-9681. We're going to send you away with a, uh, a little tune here. It does feel uh, a little bit, you know, missing some of the baseball stuff. So we figured, why not? This will be a shout-out for our softball and our baseball guys and girls who, of course, have, um, well, you know, they've put in the work. And, uh, well, Here's a little song just for you guys. We'll be right back. You're listening to Southern Sports Central. Coming up next, Joe Hughes. We'll be right back, guys. Play ball! This town ain't big. This town ain't small. It's a little of both, they say. Our ball club may be minor league, but at least it's triple A. We sit below the Marlboro Man, above the Rockville walls. We do the wave all by ourselves. Hey, up a blind man could have made that call. We like our beer flat as candy. We like our dogs with mustard and relish. We got a great What's his name? Well, we can't even spell it. We don't worry about the pen as much. We just like to see the boys hit it deep. There's nothing like the view from the chief.
coast The boys again That local band is back in town They got a kind of minor league sound They're not that bad They're not that good But all in all it's understood We wanna dance They wanna play We wouldn't have it any other way We like our beer flat as can be We like our dogs with mustard and relish We got a great picture, what's his name? Well, we can't even spell it We don't worry about the planet much We just like to see the boys get it One more building rises tall And suddenly we're all grown up And this old town's not quite so small But I'll always miss the middle size town In the middle of the middle west With no name pictures, local bands and Mustard and relish and all the rest We like our beer flat and candy We like our dogs with mustard And welcome back, everybody. We're excited here on Southern Sports Central because it's time now for our first guest of the day coming to you live uh, on the Tent Farm Hotlines. You can find the Tent Farm over there at 7634 South Railroad in North Charleston. Of course, that's here in South Carolina. The number to find them is 843-297-4131. You can find them on the Internet at tentfarm.com. And, boy, I can't wait for the River Dogs to start playing again. That song right there just reminds me so much of being at the Joe and the atmosphere and the hot dogs and just the smell of minor league baseball. It's some of the best baseball you can find around, of course, high school and softball here locally and around the great state of South Carolina on the high school level and around the country has been affected pretty dramatically and covering it all for uh, not just here on Southern Sports Central, but all around uh, the Carolinas is Mr. Joe Hughes joins us now. He's a sports writer with the Gaston Gazette and the Shelby Star. What's up, Mr. Hughes? How's life up there in uh, – the bright area. I think you're right there on the border of North and South Carolina, right? I am. I can actually uh, I, I can actually breathe across one side and just walk over the other. <laughs> you can tell everybody, man, I keep running back and forth from North and South Carolina, man. It's kind of like living at Carowinds uh, without the rides, I guess, man. Uh, uh, first of all, man, how's the family doing, man? I know you got some little ones and, and all that, but how's, uh, how's Hughes uh, Elementary doing? You guys making it over there? They're making it. I'm trying to survive. <laughs> so are you the principal? Or are you the janitor? Or what role do you have at your school? I need to know. Principal, janitor, disciplinarian, uh, cafeteria worker, 
uh, diaper changer extraordinaire, a little bit of everything. Man, you're running. What is that? What? what that's a class somewhere. That's like parent. That, I don't know. It, it's got it's yeah. Changing diapers is somewhere. It's not home ec, man, but it's somewhere on that same wing, man. Uh, so so let's get into the, the, the nuts and bolts of things, man, because we've got you for about 15 minutes here tonight, and I appreciate the wife letting you come in here and hang out with us and play a little bit. Big announcement. Big announcement came out yesterday, I believe, or the other day when you put it out, and I retweeted it, and you and I shared a lot of information on it. But uh, the state of North Carolina says, play the state of South Carolina. Bank of America says, hey, that's a great idea. Why don't you come in here and play? How does this all work out, and, and, and where's the legal terms in some of this? Because I, I know that they can't play certain games on certain fields, if I'm not mistaken, but kind of give us your, your, your ups and downs and, and where these two teams kind of were able to meet in the middle to meet at uh, Bank of America for an opportunity of a lifetime. Yeah, it, this is something that's kind of been in the works for a while. I know last year there were a few teams that they wanted to get in, among them Dutch Fork. Uh, I, I think they want to get that matchup with Mallard Creek over there, but they were, were not able to agree necessarily on all the details. But, uh, of course, you would think a game like that would probably be best for a high school environment. But, of course, as, as you kind of already brought up, there are certain legalese and certain uh, NCAA standards that are in place that uh, they do not want. They don't want it to end up being a – recruiting tool or a recruiting advantage and they it they just let said hey let's let's just go with Bank of America Stadium. It's kind of a, a better venue. You can probably get around a lot of those other things. And you found two schools that wanted to agree to it and there you have it. Yeah, no doubt about it. And there you have it indeed. And I've got a question or two here that I'd like to kind of get your uh, opinion on. Now, we're talking about the high school football, you know, coming to Bank of America Stadium with a mega North Carolina-South Carolina matchup. And uh, when, you, when you look at these two teams that are going to be playing, by the way, it's scheduled uh, for, if I'm not mistaken, coming up on September 5th on a Saturday. Love that day, by the way. On Myers Park, we'll play Rock Hills, very own South Point High School at the Bank of America field. It's a $10 cost. Uh, and it will be the first time high school teams have played in Bank of America. What about these guys playing this game? As you see, the, the, the kickoff time there at 7 p.m., but wouldn't it have been neat kind of to have two, maybe three games between other teams? Maybe they could have had a three, a four, and a 5A matchup, kind of an all-day fanfare, welcome to week zero. That would have been kind of neat, right? I agree. Uh, I, I kind of that's, – that's been kind of my beef and wondering why would you even do it in that particular fashion, why why would you have just one game? Uh, right, it's not it's not going to cause massive gridlock on the city. Uh, that that area of town is relatively reachable, and Charlotte is basically a border town, regardless of how you want to slice it. You, right. you also have a lot, you have a lot of the a lot of the traditional powerhouses around. You have Kings Mountain, which is a team that is up and coming and they they came within sure. a within a breath of basically playing for a state state championship last year. You could have had them, you could have had Gaffney, you could have had Mallard Creek again, mm. uh Vance, uh, defending state champion. Right. The list is long of teams that would would love to kind of take up on that opportunity and showcase their program because that's exactly what it is about now. But I guess right. I guess they they're trying to I guess this is kind of a feeling out base to see exactly where they want to go with it from here on out. 
Live right now with Jerry Hughes. He's with multiple uh, avenues when he comes to writing. He's one of the best in the business, no doubt about it. He also covers us here on Southern Sports Central on the border, if you will. As he says, he can run back and forth in only minutes flat. He's the fastest kid in North and South Carolina as far as getting to the border. Now, that being said, uh, the big game coming up Saturday, September 5th. Myers Park will play Rock Hill's own South Point. That's going to be a 7 p.m. kickoff. $10 cost to get in. Uh, first time ever. These two teams have played. Uh, we'll continue this and table that part of it. Uh, for another opportunity to get you in here with us, Joe, here soon. Uh, news broke out yesterday, uh, world of Twitter. We tell these kids, think once, think twice, think the third time, and then hit send, right? I mean, that's kind of how it goes. But a, a, a tweet, a, a tweet what have you, right? It came out, and, and Dutch Fork was the head of that. You mentioned Dutch Fork, good segue, as they are the conversation piece in the state of South Carolina, and I'm sure North Carolina has probably seen a piece of that pie, too. Uh, your thoughts mm-hmm. on this, and, and, and we all know they're not the only school uh, that kids have snuck in the gates or crawled across the fences or whatever. They're hungry. They're eager. But the rules are the rules. Give us your point uh, from the journalist side of things on, on how this thing happened. And, and overall, you think anybody else is out here doing it, or you think these are the one and only? Man, to, 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 to think that Dutch Fork is the only one who attempted to do that or did it, you'd be naive at best. Uh, I, it's just the fact that Dutch Fork is who they are. They, they're, they're the premier right. program in either of the Carolinas right now. So anything that they do is going to draw attention, especially via Twitter when uh, it's hard to get Coach Knotts to come on, come on Twitter and he, he ends up coming on Twitter and saying, hey, any type of activity is prohibited. Right. Um, but for them to even – do that. They knew that they were wrong because it was a quick, a quick delete, as they say, a quick, uh, a quick uh, erasure of the tweet. But they're they're definitely not the only ones. I'm sure that there are other schools that have, but the rules are the rules. The high school league doesn't want anything on their on their uh, on school property, and that has more to do with liability concerns. They don't want anything to say say a kid, of course, with a uh, coronavirus and everything like that. A lot of people are asymptomatic. What if someone comes sure. back and tests positive and something something occurs? Who's liable? The school will probably be liable because of the fact that it's held on their school grounds. They're, they're trying to – the main thing is, and I'm not trying to get political or anything like that with it, they're just trying to cover their tails. Sure. And that's a good way to say that, too, because I can promise you that there are other kids, and I understand this, that they're bored, these kids are eager – this is when they're playing spring ball right now, right? I mean, usually we're two, three, maybe a weekend of practice in the spring ball right now, and uh, and, and things just happen. It's a learning curve. So, do you think that uh, do you think the, the high school league put some type of uh, a situation in place here, or do you think this is a slap of the wrist? Which something that you've seen maybe things like this in the past of other things being maybe uh, maybe misled or misdone, whatever the rule may be. But what, what do you think comes out of this? Do you think Dutch work is kind of hit with some type of penalty? If, if there's a penalty, it'll be a minor one. I don't think they've had any, anything, any infraction that's too major. And it also it also depends on what the high school league finds. If they find kind of gross neglect, all all things are off the board. But uh, I, I just don't think that they would be that – what's the word I'm looking for? I don't think they'd be that, again, naive to, to think, hey, we can do whatever we want to, and just get away with it. I agree with you. As we're live right now with uh, a man who is in the know with about everything and anything, and these guys 
that write. When we sleep, they're writing. And then they have to get up and raise families in the middle of the night and, of course, in the mornings as well. So the hours, Jerry, that you put in, man, I can tell you, uh, you can have it, brother, because uh, you guys, uh, David Shelton's one of the guys down here in Charleston that's the best at what he does down here as well. Of course, uh, Jerry Hughes, you can be found over there on the Gaston Gazette as well as the uh, Shelby Star as well as right here on Southern Sports Central. Now, uh, as we look at this thing, any thoughts going in, uh, kind of final question here, do you think we get this football season kicked off in time, and do you think it's an abbreviated schedule as high school and college? Uh, I think college is probably more – you probably have a better indication of that than you would at the high school level because the high school level is way way more dependent on a grassroots effort in terms of funding and – we don't we don't know what the economy is going to look like here in the next two next month. Better yet, two three months, and a lot of the lifeblood of these college these schools is their communities and raising monies to uh, through mom and pop stores. And you, we have no idea how that's going to turn out at this moment. Hopefully, hopefully right. they're they'll be able to, and hopefully that there won't be any type of risk involved with uh, being able to. to with them being able to take the field. But, again, that's something we don't know. At the college level, it's changing every single day. I know uh, maybe a couple weeks ago there was talk about by by college presidents, hey, if there is no students on campus taking classes, we're not going to have football being played. To a a report I see today, and they're like, hey, if they're taking online classes, we can deal with not having anyone in the stands. Yeah. I don't necessarily think that's that's a way to a good way to make money, but they're trying to make a buck any way possible. I know I, I saw a report from uh, the South Carolina University of South Carolina point of view, basically saying that they'll they'll try to social distance in, in some form or fashion. We'll again we'll see how that works, but uh, it's <laughs> a lot of that still in flux. Right. Yeah, for me, social distancing a college kid is 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 like telling me every college kid's going to get up on time and go to class, right? I mean, it's just it's just, it's just I don't know if that's a real thing or not, but I guess we'll find out. Uh, you know, I do want to say this though, and 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 we've never seen this before, Joe, where this epidemic has been such a huge deal. Where usually sports or something during these times we lean on. There's no sports for us to lean on, and it, it's been kind of neat. You know, we're learning to love on our families, and that's where it should be, anyways. You know, when it comes yeah. down to it, though, the relation part of this thing, Joe is that there's no football season financially. And you cover preps up there as well, and you've done it on the Grand Strand, and you crash, really you kind of cover it around the state of South Carolina on a regular basis with us. But if there's no football, there is no, there is no sports in general. I mean, for, for, for the sports 2020, 2021, you have to have football to have their other 20, right, or their other 30. Is that correct, or what's right. your thoughts on that? That is, that is exactly right. The, football is the lifeblood through which all other sports pump. Uh, basketball, basketball probably brings in can bring in a positive revenue, to, especially if you're, especially if you're a basketball school. But football is leaned upon so much in terms of gate receipts, in terms of, you know, ads and sponsorships. Is there? If you look at, a, I think I put up a balance sheet on Facebook a couple months ago, and just kind of showed how much a, a college campus leads on their football program. Without a football program. Mm-hmm. They, you have to get rid of some programs. You have to you have to trim the fat somewhere, and right. that doesn't bode well for anyone. 
Well, I tell you what, if you can find that, man, send that to us or retweet it and tag us in it, Joe. We'd love to. Joe does the best. By the way, Joe Jordan is here. He's been with uh, – shoot, I think you and I started doing this thing together when I was back in Myrtle Beach. I had a chance to be uh, one of the voices of the uh, Soccer Sea Parades, my alumni. And, of course, Hunter Renfro and uh, uh, a couple of other uh, big-name guys that uh, come to mind. Let me ask you your thoughts real quick. And, and I know I said one, but i got to throw one more name to you. Kenny Solomon. Man, this kid is killing it up there in Tennessee, man. You covered it at the Sun News. I knew he was going to do great things. Uh, I didn't think I'd see him in Tennessee. But uh, what's your thoughts on that, cat? Man, he's over there playing defensive back. He's got a pick. I know that already. He starts uh, as a true freshman. He plays. He runs track as well. Uh, your thoughts on a kid like Kenny Solomon? Do you think he ends up having kind of the career that, that we've seen some of the soccer sea guys like the Hunter Renfro's had? Do you, do you think he kind of leads into that direction? Time will tell in that regard, but he has something that you cannot teach, and that is speed to burn. Uh, I think, well, you, you've seen it. The kid just has a knack for, especially when he gets in the open field. If he has the ball in his hands and he has, he's in the open field, you're not going to catch him. He's just right. he's just electric with all his hands, and uh, he, he's part of that that process at Tennessee that is kind of building. You see you see the recruiting start, starting to tick up uh, as well. He's going to have to compete. We know that much because Tennessee has talent coming in from at every single level. But uh, he has yeah. a chance if he, if he continues to progress and continues to build because he's still he's still sort of a small kid. If he continues to build right. and put, put muscle on and still retain his speed. Hey, I'm not betting against the kid at all. <laughs> no, if you are, you're definitely losing because I'm going to bet on the other side and take some of that money from you, man. I do have Cameron Smith coming in here in just a minute. He's actually on hold. He'll come in after you. This young man is from Olympic High School out of Charlotte. I know you're familiar with that school. You're familiar with that kid. He's got a 2,000-yard rushing right at 2,000 yards on the year. His grade point average. It's 4.3, by the way. He's a junior. He's got recruited so far by every military college you could think of, and a few Ivy schools are definitely looking at him. Uh, and I asked him, and I want your thoughts and opinions, and you've interviewed a lot of athletes, and I'm getting ready to ask him this question when we bring him in in a minute. I said, man, what's your favorite thing to do? And, you know, I'm thinking basketball or, or something, yeah, so, something, video games. He answered, read. The kid likes to read. A 4.3, he likes to read, and he's a heck of a football player. Kind of a rare breed in what we usually cover, correct? Correct. Uh because most of the kids are like, hey, I, I, I like to listen to music. I like to play PlayStation. Video I games. like to, <laughs> yeah. That, uh, but for, to hear someone that just is absorbed and obsessed with knowledge, it, it's a rare breed. It's it's actually very refreshing. You, you don't you don't get to hear an answer like that. It actually leads to plenty more questions of. Uh, you don't want to go into war and peace, but uh, it's possible <laughs> that you could go into uh, to different avenues as far as what his favorite books are and uh, what he's kind of where the different things that he's learned from those things. Uh, that, that is definitely a refreshing thing right there. No doubt. Check him out, man. Listen to him. If you can stay on or you can, you know, get us on in, in the house, man. Check it out. He's coming up next. Real quick, man, how do these guys find you and catch up with you and follow you as you cover both North and South Carolina and the world of sports, brother? Yeah, of course, uh, GastonGazette.com, ShelbyStar.com, and, of course, on Twitter, at Joe L. Hughes. The second, uh, the two, the second is uh, two eyes, of course. You, so uh, I like to talk a little bit about uh, and everything. Uh, so, <laughs> well, I tell you that. what, we're glad to have you with us, brother. So anytime you got time, make time, find time, we'd love to have you. And you're going to actually – get together off the air. We're going to get you a set schedule so you can get it there with, uh, with the boss and make sure she's okay with it. And that way we don't intervene 
on, uh, you know, that uh, Hughes Elementary or any other duties that you may or may not have uh, there in the house as we come out of this quarantine a little bit, buddy. But uh, God bless. Take care. We'll see you next time. All right, man. Always good to talk to you. Hey, it's our pleasure. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Can't ask for anybody better when it comes to some of the stuff that he covers, man. It is amazing. We want to thank Joe Hughes and his family for allowing him to come in here, as we always do. Uh, he is a sports writer for the uh, Gaston Gazette and the Shelby Star. You can find him over there. And, of course, right here on Southern Sports Central. Coming up, we take the bus, and we're heading into Charlotte. That's right. We're going to head into Charlotte. But first, quick commercial break, a little love for the tip farm. We'll be right back. My family and I were suffering with no protection from the hot Carolina sun. I called the Tent Farm and they told me about their line of ceramic window film. Now I have 99.9% protection from harmful UV rays for the ones that matter the most. You don't have to be a math teacher like me for those numbers to make sense. Don't be alarmed. Call the farm. I was driving in extreme Charleston heat. I couldn't take it any longer. I wasn't alarmed. I called the farm. I used to be the victim of bad tent. It was so horrible, I was embarrassed to be seen driving even in my own hometown. I called the tent farm, and they took care of me. I wasn't alarmed. I called the farm. I'm Jonathan Farmer, owner and founder of Tent Farm. Are you a victim of bad tent? Are you suffering from extreme heat? We here at the tent farm want to help you with these horrible conditions. Don't be alarmed. Call the farm. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Rich Up alongside the coach. Eugene Benton joins us again here. He's producing the show. We're answering phones. We're taking it all in, and we're excited for the next young man. He's going to take a little time off the field and out of the classroom to hang out with us. This segment brought to you by our friends over at Somerville Signs. The phone number to call, 843-779-5853. Again, that's Somerville Signs. The phone number to call in for all of your needs from graduation to whatever you got. They're going to take care of you. They've got those uh, great class of 2020 uh, signs that go in the front yard. They get you $25 a pop. And uh, make sure when you give them a shout, let them know that we sent you over there. Again, 843-779-5853. And we do head back to the Temp Farm Hotlines. And I welcome in for the first of many, the big-time All-American man himself, Cameron Smith. What's up, big guy? I'm doing good, Coach. How about yourself? We're awesome, man. We're excited to have you in. Of course, uh, man, you have been quite the busy uh, on Twitter. Of course, uh, you know, we thank Ms. Wilkerson and everybody there at Olympic High School for allowing you to come in here and, and hang out with us tonight of, uh, of, of many opportunities, by the way. And, uh, of course, you've got offers from a handful of schools, Eastern Kentucky, Moorhead State, Davison, Army Air Force, and the Naval Academy have all offered you. Now, that's that right there, man, those three military colleges are A1A, Beachfront Avenue, of course, Eastern Kentucky, very respected program. Morehead State, very respected program. And Davison, we all know another great opportunity for you there as well. But it just began. I mean, there's no doubt. This is a cat who's got over 2,000 yards. He's got a 4.3 GPA. What's not to like? And the one thing watching your film the last couple of days since I've seen you blow up social media with offers is your ability to kind of, you know, run behind your pads a little bit, but you look left, you run right, you fall forward, you do all the things that, quite frankly, you need in a running back, man. So tell us a little yes, bit uh, for the first-time listeners, 
Who is Mr. Cameron Smith, man? What are you all about, big guy? I'm just, I'm a family guy, a faithful guy. I've grown up in Charlotte all my life. I'm blessed to have both my parents in my life, along with a sister and a half-brother. And I've just, ever since, I remember my sister, she went to Olympic, and I've also had family to come up to Olympic. My mom actually went to Olympic also, and I used to come to games on Friday nights when my sister was there, and I was like, I can't wait. So, you know, playing the red jerseys, they had these, like, red camo jerseys. I couldn't wait to get in those. And I just always wanted to play for Olympic, and now that I finally had the opportunity, it's been very great. Olympic's a great community, and it's, I can't really put it into words how amazing Olympic has treated me, and I'm sad this is about to be my last year. Man, I tell you what, we tell you guys as a freshman, don't blink because it'll be over in a few days. And Little did we know the <laughs> seniors, that, that became true for the spring sports. But uh, for you guys, of course, it's coming up as we're live right now with the, uh, the hottest running back in Charlotte. Mr. Cameron Smith from Olympic High School, and uh, they call you guys, it's the Big O, right? I mean, that's kind of y'all's slogan yes, up there in Charlotte. You guys have brought it back up and running, and, uh, you know, it, it's it's pretty fun to have Valen, your basketball coach. Uh, she joined us. She's in charge of the ladies' basketball team. We've had in Miss Stephanie Wilkerson. She's the athletic director, of course. Uh, I'm very close with Coach Rashad Graham, who's uh, one of the, I believe, a linebacker's coach over there with you guys. But, but let's talk yeah, about sure. your coaches, man. T- tell us a little bit about what makes your coaches a little different than what you would maybe not see at other places. Uh, I can't – okay, so we've had our shared number of head coaches during the past year. I've only experienced two, but the senior class that just graduated, they experienced three. And honestly, out of all of them, this has definitely been my favorite. Because just Like, some coaches try and just coach football and nothing else. Some coaches try and, like, be your dad and nothing else. And they have a nice little balance in between where they can be my friend a person I can go to for guidance and a person I can go to for help with football. And I'm extremely comfortable around them on sidelines Friday nights. If I see something, they have no problem with listening to my input. And they're just very open, very unique set of guys, especially Coach Hart, Coach Graham, Coach Thompson, all of them, every single last one of them. My running backs coach, every every single last one of them are amazing. I can't put that in words enough. No doubt about it, man. I love that part of it. So what separates uh, – tell me, uh, first of all, you know, right now and, – and, again, we've asked the seniors this, but I'm going to ask you because you're a junior, coming up senior. What's the one thing so far at this point in your time there? Because you grew up, like you mentioned, your mom went to the school, your sister went to the school. You probably sat there on the sideline and probably ran 2,000 yards in a season as a kid <laughs> on the sideline playing pickup football, right? I mean, this is just what yes, you guys – this is what we all done, right? We've all done that. But what's been your best memory at this point coming into your senior year that you – at this point, remember the most about being uh, playing, of course, for the Olympic team over there. Oh, I have so many memories. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have to go with. We were playing Providence this past year, and honestly, it was a really great overall game for me. I had 200 yards with like no rushing touchdowns. But the thing you won't see is that one of our uh, coaches from the past year, he was the offensive coordinator for us. And when offense coordinator, he, like, helped. And then during the summer, he was going to be the offensive coordinator, but then he transferred to Providence. So he had our playbook. Like, he knew everything that we were going to do, everything we were going to run, our tendencies, strengths, weaknesses, all that. And so we got up, I think, 14 zip. They came back, and they were up leading, I think it was 29 to 22. Oh, no, 28-22. And so it was 14 three. Mike, I've had – I was dealing with sprained ankles the whole entire season. I kept trying to fight through that, and my ankles were terrible that game. And fourth and three, we needed a big first down. My coach wanted to play the other running back. And he, Nashawn, he's a great running back. But I'm just like, nah, I need this. I need this. I, I need it for my self-esteem. I want to be able to put you guys over the top. And so 
it took a lot of effort. Well, my big old line that kept pushing me, it was the longest three yards of my life. I can tell you that, but we finally ended up getting it. And then my quarterback shined through the game winning touchdown. And then we went on to, to a nice eight and three season. So that was probably my favorite memory. No doubt about it right now. One of my favorite memories is getting in here with this young man, Cameron Smith, 2,000 <laughs> yards, right at the peak of 2,000 yards. And I'm going to tell you one more time, the kid's got a 4.3 GPA. <laughs> if this kid ain't killing it in the classroom, he's tearing it up on the football field. Let's get to that weight room, brother. Uh, who's that strength and conditioning coach over there, man? Who's keeping those legs turning and burning, and who's keeping you getting stronger and faster? Uh, coach Hart, he's a very unique man. I love, I love having his energy during weight room never changes. He's not even the like, type to scream and yell at you. That's the thing. Like, he can motivate you with his words without screaming, which is only very few people can do. So whenever uh, we do basic lifts, squat, bench, power cleans, and all that, and we also do, like, isolation work. So we isolate shoulders, backs, tries, biceps, all that stuff. And then usually after every lift, we either run on the field. If it's not too cold, during the winter it was cold, so we'd run in the gym. But we always get some type of agility in after we do lift. So, and he also makes us eat peanut butter sandwiches, which is <laughs> very weird, but I mean, it adds on lunch, it adds on weight, so I'm not complaining. Hey, and it's free. Say what it is. I eat a lot of peanut butter sandwiches. I eat them all day. It's free. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Uh, so, so let's talk about food, man, a little bit. Now you got that 2000 yards. You're close enough. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give you that extra yard or two in there uh, to give you that credit, bro. But here's the thing. How much are you feeding that offensive line, dude? Because you can be as big and bad as you want to be, brother. But if you don't got those big hogs in the line, you're not going anywhere. How about that front line, man? You feeding those kids, or how you loving on those guys? Uh, oh my! I tried to free. I tried to take. I work at Top Golf, so I tried to take them out of Top Golf. Nobody wanted to go, but I love them so right. much. I honestly think I had the best O line in the nation, not nation, uh, in the state, right. probably top in the nation because they were so big. Like, hey, dude, six five, six seven over there blocking for me. And I know some people might think, oh, yeah. you only ran for 2,000 because you had a big line. But, I mean, there's some controversy there. I'll let that be. Okay. But they definitely did play a huge role in the whole entire offense. I even just be rushing, giving Sean time to throw the ball. So, they really did. I'm sad. Uh, we had one big signing to Central and then uh, North Carolina Central, and the rest went JUCO and one went to a military academy. I definitely do think they all could have went to bigger schools as they all had, like, interest in bigger schools. But it's kind of the grade right. that kind of set them back. So I, they're doing the best that they can. I just don't thank them for their – I played two years on varsity so far, so I just thank them for the two years they've helped me become the player I am. Wow, listen to you. Yeah, good stuff there, man. And you're right. I'm going to tell you something. You can have some big guys, but you still got to know how to run the football. You still got to hit the gap. You still got to you <laughs> yeah, know, start sorry. running that thing from, from, you know, from the touch. You want to run it downhill. Now, let's give you a little stat here. Uh, this young man is, I believe, 5'9", 185 pounds. 4.2, we're going to give you 4.3 because they need to update that one there. Uh, your SAT <laughs> right at 1,100. I would like that number there. Rushing yards, uh, you know, again, you know, we're right there about, yeah, we'll give you 2,000 yards. 12 touchdowns, you're averaging about five yards uh, a, a touch there. That's, that's pretty impressive. All conference, second team, all state, uh, seven conference player of the year, if I'm not mistaken there. Uh, man, you, you've kind of done it all there. Uh, but when you look yes, at it, 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 to me, and, and I watch you guys, on Twitter, because I do follow your program. Uh, we've been embraced and endorsed uh, by your athletic director, which we love her to death, man. She's one of my favorite guests to get in here, and uh, she puts it down, man, no doubt. I mean, she's out there marching <laughs> the field. She's out there cutting the grass, and anything else that needs to get cut, I'm sure she'll do that, too. She you does guys it. stay in check yeah. now. Right? <laughs> she does it, right. And that's what we need. We need a little of that sometimes, right? That tough love. But 
Uh, when you yes, look sir. about it, tell me about this athletic director, man. I, I know you love her to death. You guys have done some amazing videos. Uh, they kind of called you out, and, and, and you guys have done some great things. But who is this amazing athletic director that we've had on and you get to spend time with at least 340 days out of the year? Ms. Wilkins, she's like a second mom. If you ever need anything around school, she'll do her. If she can't get it, she'll put you into contact with someone who can help you get it. Uh, I remember I had a combine down in Florida. She helped me get down there, and she's just like an amazing overall person, definitely a person I like to go around whenever I need help. If I ever want a hoodie with Olympic, because I always want a Nike Olympic hoodie, she helped me out with that. So, I mean, she's just an amazing right. person. I love – I feel like she's the best AD in the state as well. We have a lot of time around Olympic, and she makes sure everybody gets their share spread of love. So I'm writing, I'm writing this down. Eugene, I want you to open up your mic real quick, buddy. So, so far, all right, our new friend, Cameron, is taking us to Top Golf. I'm writing this down, Top Golf, Charlotte, <laughs> done. Um, Eugene, you're, you're, Eugene, you're like a baby, you're like a schmedium, right? You're a schmedium, so we need Olympic hoodies. So we're writing down hoodies. <laughs> I'm a large, so hoodie, large, got that down. Extra um, large. <laughs> he's an extra large. He's an extra large. <laughs> Trust me, I'm not, man. I run four miles a day, six days a week, bro. Do those maths. You're smart. You like to read for fun. That's 24 miles a week, man. <laughs> so, yes, you know, I'm just going to let you know. I, I do what I do on this side. I'm not you. Trust me. I don't run what you run. But, but I, I kind of get after miles, from time to time. That is impressive, right? I ran a bridge one time, like three weeks ago. And then I quit running for like two weeks because I'm 42, <laughs> dude. And that bridge ain't for 42-year-olds. But it was cool to say I've done it. I almost Ubered back across the bridge, though, Cameron. I'll be honest with you, man. I thought about you know, I, I searched Google, you know, and said, man, if I Uber back across this bridge, I would probably be at laughed at. There would be everybody would be around because, you know, the world of Twitter is different, man. So tell me about social media. You do a great job with social media, man. You're very clean. You're cut. You, you're very uh, on matter of fact on your tweets. Uh, I can respect that because I keep up with you. As you can tell, that's how I connected with you uh, on, uh, yeah, on so getting you on the show. It's because of social media. Now, that being said, and I made that vow to Miss Stephanie. I said, hey, look, I'm going to help you with your athletes. If I see something I don't like, I'll let you know. And uh, you guys are – y'all are A1A, man, front seat and everything. Who teaches you guys this, man? Where does this come from, the knowledge to know what to put, what not to put, and how to handle yourself on social media? That comes from pretty much everybody around the school. I hear most from our uh, head coach, Coach Thompson, the most. He's always said since he preached, keep your social media clean. I'm pretty sure every coach preaches that, but that's another, like, main right. point of emphasis. You know, like if a coach is about to recruit you, you don't want to lose your future over something you posted when you were young, you know, like you don't want that to happen. So he makes sure that that's not an issue. If he sees something he doesn't like, he's going to tell us to take it down. And he's going to, if we don't take it down, we're going to run for it until we feel like taking it down. So <laughs> he does a great job of helping us with that. I love it, man. So tell me, who is this Coach Thompson you speak of, man? I've heard great things about this guy. I'm going to get him in here. I mean, and Coach Thompson, if you're listening, the number to call in, Coach Thompson, is 323 323- Seven eight four nine six eight one. Again, Coach Thompson, or we can get your athletic director. One of the two can call in at three two three seven eight four nine six eight one. Come on board. We'd love to have you for the last fifteen minutes here with us. But um, who is Coach Thompson, man? I mean, I've heard so many great things of him, and he's done a great job. He's taken care of a good friend of mine over there. Uh, of course, uh, as I mentioned, Coach Rashawn Graham has uh, come up from the Grand Strand, and you guys have loved on this guy as good as anybody. And I can't tell you enough. That's amazing. But uh, tell us. Coach Thompson, who is this guy that you get a chance to play for? Coach Thompson, that is literally my best friend. I love going to him for everything. And what's crazy is he was he's been the wide receivers coach down at Olympic for I think about eight years now, somewhere around there. So he's always been in the program. 
And he was my head JV coach when I came my freshman year. I think we went eight and three that year too. And varsity was going three and eight, three and eight, had two consecutive three and eight seasons. So when he finally got the head coaching job, I already knew it was, something was about to be different. I, I couldn't put in the words what it was going to be, but I knew it was about to be something amazing. And he came in and instantly took a three and eight team to an eight and three team with the same with the same kids we've been playing with for a while. So that's a really great thing to do. And he does it humbly whenever, like when we got our first win, we dumped Gatorade on him. He was, he was like, oh, we're not done. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we got to keep going. We got to keep pushing. He's, he preaches a standard. And he preaches brotherhood. He just – but he's a really great dude to be around. He's a really great mentor, and I love that the fact that he can be my head coach. I love it, man. All right, got another coach. I got to get some insight here, man. I get Coach Jessica. She, of course, uh, is the ladies' head coach basketball program over there, <laughs> and uh, she keeps those girls in check, and I'm pretty sure she keeps you guys in check, man. Uh, you know, it, it yes, seems like y'all's coaching staff over there is incredible, man. Tell us a little bit about Coach Jessica, who's joined us, by the way, on a couple of times. She's amazing. I always come in during gym class. I'm not joking about because she's a basketball coach, of course. And whenever I get a basketball, I'm like, I'm about to try out next year, coach. I'm about to make it happen. <laughs> so we always play around with that. But she's done a great job with the girls' basketball team, turning them around, too, to having some great winning seasons. We usually don't – we've usually never had a really good um, girls' basketball team. And I came in this year, I was watching the girls' basketball. Like, nobody really ever comes to watch girls' basketball, but this year we did. Like, we wanted to watch that. We had a sophomore. Her name was Jada Briggs, right. and she would carry – she was amazing. I had never seen a sophomore shoot a basketball from, like, way beyond the three-point line, but she does it as a sophomore. So I was like, that's amazing to watch. And so, Coach, she does an amazing job with the girls. She's turned that program around as we're doing with the football team, and it's just been amazing to watch. Right. No doubt about it. It's amazing to hear all the great things you have to say about your school, man. And we're coming, by the way, Eugene and I, to get our, our Schmedium vest for him. And, of course, uh, <laughs> he likes vests, by the way. So if you guys can get him a vest, that would be great. And I'm a large I got hoodie. Uh, <laughs> and we're going to do some top golf uh, as well. Now, uh, and I'm going to say this before I ask you about these colleges that are looking at you, big guy. First of all, get your football team to do me a favor, man. These girls, I yeah. promise you, they're at every football game. Every Friday night, these girls are at every game on Friday night. Get your football team in there, man. Get those guys in there. Y'all wear some ties, walk in there, represent the big O in style, and uh, support everybody else. Because I can tell you that on Friday nights, everybody else is supporting you. So if you guys can, even if you can't all do it, get a group of your guys. Because you're a senior, you're a leader. This is your team this year. This is your year uh, to call the shots. You're the shot caller on this team. You know? So you know, yes, put them sir. in the stands, man. And like I said, we're, we're going to get a chance to catch up one-on-one here in a couple of months. Uh, let's talk about your offers, man. You got a bunch. Eastern Kentucky, Moorhead State, Davidson, Army, Air Force, and the Naval Academy. Now, yes, sir. out of those five, how has this been? How's this process been? Tell me, how shocked are you to get as much love as you have? And I know you've got a few other schools that you're looking at that, that, you, that have reached out to you, but for the ones that have already shown you that love, man, what's, what was it like to get that first one, and who was that first offer that you got? Uh, the first offer was Eastern Kentucky, and it was really weird because, like, when we were, when we got on the phone, he was asking me questions like, where is Olympia, you know, never heard of that. Da, da, da. He was like, oh, I bet you skip at the outlet mall near, you know, who's that girl that you're cheating off of? I'm like, there's no one. I didn't expect it out of, I didn't expect it out of nowhere. He was like, oh, who's recruiting you? And I was like, I, named, I list off a bunch of schools, so I didn't have any offers. He was like, well, we're going to be the first. And honestly, I just blacked out after that because I was so overwhelmed. Just like a bunch of years of hard work wow. finally paying off, knowing that my mom isn't going to have to pay for college. That's just a feeling you can't really describe. It's indescribable. So when the first one came through, I was so happy. And then my boy Matthew, he got Moorhead State. And then they, um, he called his, his dad, texted Moorhead State about me, sent over their film. 
They sent the offer right in right away. I've been talking to Davidson for a minute. They sent the offer. So it just all came at once, and it was really overwhelming. Like, I was so happy. I could, Like I said, I couldn't put it in the words. And I told my mom, me and my mom were so really excited, told my dad, brother, sister. We were all just really happy. We're just waiting to see uh, what else the future holds for me. Well, I'm going to tell you about it. i tell everybody. If you're not the first, be the next one. But if you are the first, yes, finish, sir. get it done. Play a little football where you're going to college. Nick Saban says it best, man. You're here to get an education. You're going to play a little football while you're here. Same goes for college and high school. But I'm talking to a 4.3 guy. Uh, Eugene, come in real quick. I know you had a question I wanted you to get done yep. as we've got about six minutes with you, big guy. But uh, this is Eugene. I'm going to let him talk to you a little bit. Yes, sir. Hey, big man. This is uh, Coach Eugene. Um, and I just want to ask you about the service academies because all three have now stepped or, or three of the – the four, if you consider, you know, the fourth one being uh, they do have a football program, but not on Division One level. But you know, what's attracted to you, attracted you to them, or them to you? Um, you know, I, I hear people either getting a Navy offer. You have all three. Is that something yeah, you're sir. interested in? Did, did somebody reach out, or did they just reach out to you? I mean, and, and if you're interested in that, you know, tell us a little bit about, um, you know, why you would choose the service academy and what your plans would be, you know, after that. Uh, definitely. So my dad, he was a Marine. So I've always grown up into to that, like military lifestyle, having structure, always keeping my hair low, stuff like that. And so it, no, I don't think anybody reached out. I think they just came to me out of nowhere. And I've been extremely interested just because I know the stuff, like once you graduate out of a naval, a naval army or air force, you have a career. It's not just like you have to go looking for a job. Now if you have a career, you work for the government. So, I mean, that's definitely something I want to be interested in simply because that I wouldn't have to worry about anything for us in my life. Like I'm paid for as long as I keep serving, keep do, uh, keeping up with basic responsibilities, I'd be set. So when those came in, I'm definitely like, okay, I'm feeling a little more like confident about my future and the great things I can do. And so what do you plan on studying at the next level? Have you figured that out yet or, or got any ideas or narrowed it down a little bit or anything like that? Uh, I've been kind of bouncing back and forth. I really wanted to be a forensic psychologist. That's what I was kind of leaning towards. But I don't think they really offer that in the Naval Academy so or any other academy. So I was going to try and lean over into engineering because I'm, really, I'm pretty decent at math and science. So I'm just trying to find a base, the correct type of engineering that really fits my strong suit. So is there because I have a son who's actually looking at uh, going into engineering as well at some of the some of the top schools that like you have listed and uh, you know he's actually interested in mechanical engineering just because it brought it gives you a broad base and then if you want to get your master's you can focus in like robotics or, or uh, artificial intelligence things like that but uh, so is there something you know like bridge building civil engineering or mechanical or you just you really love the math and science and physics and just kind of want to see where it goes. I was looking at mechanical as well. That also jumped out to me when I'm looking at the four, uh, the three service academies, but that's the only one I'm really like I can smeet, uh, not smeet, talk intelligently about. So that's the only – I had to do more research inside the, for the um, other types of engineering. That's cool. And uh, so, so those have offered. Um, are there any other schools you're, uh, you know, looking at? Maybe you want to go visit when those visits uh, are, are back on the table. I, I'm sure you want to go visit the ones that have offered because – you know, they're on the table and talking to you and, and have graciously, you know, said, hey, I believe in you, big guy, you know, come to my school. But, you know, there's some other places yeah, right. you're hoping to check yeah. out. Uh, I do want to get up to NC State and get down to South Carolina. But I definitely – my dream school has always been Florida State, so I definitely want to get down to a game this year. I haven't talked to any other coaches, but Florida, if I get down to Florida State, that would be pretty huge. Well, you know, they do have forensic psychology at Florida State. It's actually one of the top uh, – 
criminal justice and criminal psychology programs in the nation. But I'll tell you, man, mechanical engineering, and I'm not saying this because I'm biased, but you might want to head down to Gainesville and check out their engineering department and the engineering <laughs> school right next to the football stadium. The engineering yeah, sure, school is right next to the football stadium. I am not kidding you. The buildings are right next that to each good. other. So just to let you know that. Yes, sir. That's very convenient. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a little bit of a gator. <laughs> man, Cameron, I tell you, man, I, I knew this would be a quick 30 minutes, and, and I can't brag about you enough. I've been bragging about it ever since. And I'm going to tell you, you heard uh, Joe Hughes, who writes for a handful of uh, newspapers uh, around the Charlotte area and around the North and South Carolina border there, and, of course, covers stuff here. We've never heard a guy. And, and, it, and it's, it's like he said, it's, it's, it's so amazing to hear a young man like yourself just, just really uh, – you, you crave for knowledge, man. You crave to, to just be educated, man. You can't get too much under you. I'm going to be honest with you, man. Keep sucking it all yes, in like sir. a sponge and taking it all in because, again, one day football is going to become something that you did, not something that you do, right? Uh, we've had yes, uh, a couple of individuals come on, and they've said the same thing. But, number one, you know, Coach Calls, a coach who's at Oceanside, he used to be – uh, at Somerville, he coached uh, at the high school I, that I do the radio broadcast for. And uh, he used to always break us down and say, go home and love your mama. And you seem to already have that part checked off and respect <laughs> to your father, which I want to I give some love to dad, too, for his service and his time and everything that he's done uh, for us here at Southern yeah, Sports Central. Sure. Do what we do. It takes that, man. And I got a connection to uh, – I got a guy, man. And they always say, I got a guy. I got a guy who uh, committed on this show – to uh, Navy, who would love to see you bring your running game uh, to Navy. I think he's looked at maybe O-line and D-line, but uh, he's been tearing it up at Fort Dorchester. Brandon Johnson, look him up. I'll send you his information. Maybe you can ask him why he picked Navy. But uh, like you yes, mentioned, sir, I know South Carolina's on your map. Florida State's probably your number one. It's okay to have a number one, by the way. All right? It's good to have competition. <laughs> There's other schools need to understand something. Dude, you're interviewing them. They're not interviewing you. You're interviewing them. Keep yes, that sir. in your mind. Keep running your yards. Keep doing your grades, and at the end of the day, you're interviewing them, all right? Yeah, they're looking at you, but you're looking at them as well. So uh, God bless you. Take care of yourself. You and I are going to continue this conversation. You're not going anywhere, but, uh, you know, we'll talk off the air here shortly. But uh, thanks, Mom and Dad, for letting you come on. Thanks, the athletic director, your head football coach, and everybody else who gave us the nod to get you in here tonight, man. Yes, sir, definitely. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. God bless. We'll see you next time, buddy. Have a great night, and we'll talk over the weekend. Yes, sir. There you go, ladies and gentlemen, a five-star guy on and off the field. You don't get them often where they're a 4.3, 2,000-yard rushing. And, uh, man, one of the best interviews I've had in quite some time. Eugene, we've got to go to break, man. We're going to come back. We're going to get into a little bit more. That's right. We're going to get to the top of the hour. So, one done, two up next. We're going to check in with Tyler Clark. He is one of the basketball coaches over at Somerville High School in Somerville, South Carolina, right here in our backyard. We'll keep the bus there for the entire hour. Because then we're going to check in for our, our feature uh, presentation. And that, of course, is our Spotlight 2020 with our senior athletes who had to forego their senior season to get in here and to, uh, you know, talk to us a little bit about what's going on and how they are handling the letdown of not having that senior season. Of course, Matthew Dunn was a, a track guy as well as a football player. I had a chance to call his name and his number as he did many times cover up the running backs, and made a lane for him, pancaked a few guys along the way. We're going to catch up first with the basketball coach, Tyler Clark, right here on Southern Sports Central. Coming up next, guys, don't go anywhere.
Hey guys, welcome back to Southern Sports Central. This segment brought to you by our friends. Well, we'll head over, of course, to Gurns Pharmacy. Gurns Pharmacy located at 140 South Main Street, right here in Somerville, South Carolina. The number to call is 843-873-2531. You can also find them on the World Wide Web at GurnsPharmacy.com. If you've never eaten, and I did say eat at Gurns Pharmacy, shame on you. They got the best hot dogs in town, I think, possibly in the low country. It is incredible. You get to go there, you get all your medicine and all that. Sure, that says that on the sign. But what you're missing out on is all the good stuff on the inside. So you got to go in there and uh, get you a hot dog, get you a Coke. Now, that's in a glass bottle. You get you, a, you can get you a milkshake. So that's where this extra large sweatshirt comes in, in handy there, Eugene. And, of course, uh, for you guys that are 35, maybe 38 and older, you remember going to Grandma's house and she always had that cool knickknack thing. They got them in there. They got everything you need. Uh, Eugene, have you, have you spent time over there yet? Have you been in? I'm sure you spent time in Gurns because at one point you lived up here in Somerville. Yeah, I did. And, uh, you know, they used to have, and I, you know, I haven't lived there in a while, but um, they used to have the little festivals there on the square. And, uh, and so was also on Saturday, on Saturday mornings when they would have the farmer's market right there by the parking garage. Yeah, they used to make this really pressed uh, ham and cheese where it was, like, nice and toasted with a little butter on the outside of the bread, you know, and that cheese was melted with that ham inside. Yeah, brother. You, you can't beat that. I did not have a float. Uh, I do want to go and try one of the root beer floats. I hear they're uh, fantastic. But, yeah, the, the pressed and melted ham and cheese where it's all gooey. Just think of the perfect grilled cheese sandwich with a nice slice of ham in there. That's what it was. And this segment brought to you by Chef Benton. <laughs> well done, man. I tell you, now I'm hungry all of a sudden. So, um they still do. They do third Thursday. So if you're from Somerville, you know what I'm talking about. If you're not from Somerville, come on down. We're going to do the Isaiah Festival at the hottest time of the year. Makes sense, right? Uh, and, and that's for social distancing purposes. But now you'll be a little more social distance because everybody's going to be sweating. And you're not going to want to be up under anybody with all that sweating going on. But I believe they're bringing that back up in here in August. Uh, that usually is something in April. Uh, the Isaiah, of course, is a big thing. Of course, this is home of sweet tea, right? They do have uh, that going on as well. But the third Thursday throughout the year, uh, they have it where they shut down that part of town and uh, all the vendors come out. Right. And uh, they have food trucks. They have uh, the, all the businesses come out into the, into the park here. We're actually going to start doing our show on third Thursday down there at Gurren's pharmacy, Eugene. So that's going to be a lot of fun for you and I as well. We do have that guest. He is now here. And for the first time and of many times, we take his rookie strike off and we welcome coach Tyler Clark from Somerville high school. He's one of the basketball coaches coach. What's the word buddy? Hey, how you doing, Richie? Good to be on, man. Great to, great to be able to talk, and, uh, talk some Greenway hoops as well as um, some other aspects as well. That's right, man. We got you for 30 minutes. Now, he's on the road. We're not going to tell you he's coming from Ohio because we know we don't want that to be held against you on here because uh, you either like Ohio or you don't like Ohio. That's usually how it goes, right? I mean, it's either or. It's not usually a middle of the road, is it? Uh, yeah. Also, I, what's kind of funny background is um, my girlfriend, Emily, uh, she's – so she's born and raised in Somerville, and she uh, she ended up uh, dating an Ohio, Ohio guy. But in the first place, she was always against Ohioans. Um, every time I talk to a South Carolina person, they're always like, man, you from Ohio again? How many more we need? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the only thing, and, and, and I, one of my close buddies, Terry, he owns a, a company here uh, in town. Is, is, he, uh, he would walk in Lowe's, and he would yell out out of nowhere, O-H. And, man, 90% of that store would yell back, I.O. It's the coolest thing I've ever heard. And, uh, you know, it, it's cool the first 30 times, but the last 80 was like, all right, dude, I get it. You guys are taking over at Somerville. But, 
Let, let's talk a little basketball, man, because we haven't really done that yet. And, and Eugene, of course, has joined us here. He co-hosts here with me, and he produces, pushes buttons, and answers phones. But with that being said, Coach Clark, basketball's taking a hit out of this. COVID-19 has hit the hardwood a little bit more because this time of year, usually, you know, I would imagine AAU basketball tournaments are happening. A lot of, you know, inside between the lanes and in the lines, they're happening. None of that's happening. Are you guys, are y'all worried at the basketball level that, that this is something that's not happening? Or at the high school level, I, I understand, and I don't you know, want to incriminate you by saying anything outside the lines, but not all high school basketball coaches are big fans of AAU because of certain reasons. Are you guys, where do you stand on these guys right now not getting in some of that AAU action that normally this time of year they'd be doing? I think it's going back to um, late, later times where it comes down to your own uh, selfishness, I would say, the aspect of like, you know, um, I remember growing up, um, kind of AAU was becoming a big thing then, um, but even my dad, talking to my dad and stuff, it was more or less uh, you going home and finding the work yourself and doing it yourself and, you know, having that ambition, that 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 um, really big aspect of knowing that you can do it. And, um, I mean, you know, it's going to go down to, uh, I was just talking to someone about the WNBA, and the WNBA is looking at their season of having no um, attendance, if, even if they have the season. So it's going back to just having that love and passion, even without fans in the stands or even without, you know, uh, people checking you out. It's going back to just loving the game and loving it as much as you can. So uh, I would say more or less is um, finding that um, – that, um, ambition that hunger inside yourself uh, to go out as a player and want it yourself as well as um, reaching out to coaches and just saying, hey, I'm, I'm doing this. What, what can I do better? And then us as coaches, it gives us time to just, um, I would say, get to know the players and always make sure to reach out to them and see how they're doing and um, any, any, any way you can help out. No doubt about it. We're live right now for the first time of many, and we're hitting the hardwood with Coach Tyler Clark. He is the head JV basketball coach, but he plays multiple roles for Coach Long, who is the head basketball coach on the varsity level. And Coach Long, I want to thank you on the air for allowing us to be a part of your program and having Coach Clark in here. And of course, uh, he is, as well as you, you guys are huge contributors. And anytime we need you, you always jump in here with us to talk basketball. And it's not always just the green wave, which we are going to now kind of turn into that a little bit here. You've had your, your first season under a junior varsity head coaching role where you're molding the future for the Green Wave. You're teaching that pipeline, if you will, uh, from you, of course, to Coach Long. Uh, how has it been, man? You're young. You're up and coming. First of all, how old are you? How long have you been coaching? And, and, and kind of show some of that energy that I know that you always have as much at practice as you do during the game, by the way. Yeah, um, I, I think, I think um, going to the energy is, is you got to have the energy for the kids. I mean, it's all – more of the story, Richie, it's, it's all about the kids. That's all, that's why I do it. That's why I love it. I, I ain't there for one day, you know, uh, I mean, to make millions of dollars. That, that's not, that's not why, you know, that's not why NBA coaches, that's not why college coaches do it. Whenever I, I just, I, what I love about this game is you get to network more and more with people. And the more people I meet percentage wise, the more they just care about the game and they always have a story. And the more of the story that I've learned, man, is, even with coach long is, is as a player too, is, you got to find a way to show that you care and show, most importantly, that you want it. Um, I started out as a volunteer assistant for Coach Elliott. Um, you know, I came on staff, and he didn't know a soul about me. But what I made sure is, is that I was there every second he needed me. Um, players always ask me, Coach, how can I get out there? How can I get known? I, I was like, you got to be there. I mean, you got to be there more than just a game. you got to be there for anyone. I mean, if they're going through something, I mean, texting them once a day. Um, but going back to it is I, I'm, I'm always there for Coach Long. I mean, whatever he needs. 
I mean, it's even dry cleaning. If you need something that's dry cleaner, if you need something, I mean, I've done pizza routes. I mean, I, I whatever, it, whatever it takes. But I mean, that goes back to the kids as well. Is just you got to be a role model and and help them understand that nothing you do should be for money. It should be an aspect because you really care and you want to do it for that other person as much as you possibly can. We're live right now with very energetic and ready to rock and roll, Coach Tyler Clark from Somerville High School. Right here in Somerville, South Carolina. Of course, he is the head coach of the junior varsity. But as you can tell, as the hashtag all invested is their theme over there with Green Wave basketball and coach David Long. And he is without doubt, he's surrounding himself with great coaches, not only on one level, but all levels because it starts in one and it feeds the way to the top of the heat there. Let's talk about what it means to you. And this is something you and I talked about off the air as we prepared this opportunity as we got here tonight on the air with you is that. What is the role to you as a captain? Because a lot of people don't understand that. Some people think, well, I'm a captain because I'm a senior. Well, that's not always the answer because that junior, maybe sophomore, is more of a captain than the senior. What does it take in your eyes to be a captain, a senior captain, on the basketball roster that you put together? Yeah. um, Actually, believe it or not, Coach Long and I, uh, we've been working very hard on that. I think uh, going back to what you said, um, I just see a lot of aspects, like even me growing up playing the game. I love the game, played it my whole life. Um, I, you know, I would always ask people, and I would be like, why are you a captain? And especially in today's world, uh, if you don't teach it, kids don't understand. And, and I, I fully believe that. And if you don't teach them what captain is, they just think, hey, I'm a captain because I'm, you know, I'm the older player. Hey, I'm a captain because I'm scoring the most amount of points. And I, I just don't believe in that. I, what I believe in is yes, those captains could become captains because of that, but you have to teach your players why are they the captains? Because most importantly, as a captain, a captain's not only on the floor. You got to teach them what they do off the floor, what they do in the classroom. When when I'm talking to college coaches, they say all the time. They say they say if they don't have it in the classroom, I could be talking with them. But if they don't do the right things in the classroom, then I'm already moving on to the next guy because there's always you know 50, 60 more guys just like you. So going back to the captain role is you got to make sure – I think we need to do a better job in today's society of making sure that these guys understand why are they going out in the middle of the court before the game. Uh, why do they have these captain roles? Uh, what exactly are the captain roles? It depends on your team. I mean, for us personally, we want more or less um, teachers rather than rule dictators, if that makes sense. We want guys that understand to teach others and really want to invest in the program by teaching younger guys. What do I mean? Well, I don't want we're sorry, I don't mean I Coach Long and I are not looking for the guys to be the dictators. Hey, freshman, you need to do this. Hey, sophomore, you need to do this. We want to we want to see more of the ex- expectations of you're teaching the freshmen of how to be leaders. You're teaching the sophomores. You're teaching the juniors. So when it comes down to it, we have these expectations, and our and our captains on the on the varsity side, we want them to be teachers. For the junior varsity, we want them to be teachers for our B team um, as well. It's always about teaching rather than dictating. And I think that's something both I as a coach I'm learning as well as, you know, no matter what, we as players are learning. We're learning that it's all about teaching each other rather than dictating each other. And I personally, Richie, I'm, I'm someone as a believer right now, I'm, I'm learning every day. And especially during this time, I'm reading a lot. I'm listening to a lot of podcasts. I'm making sure to reach out to the players. I just am big about keep on getting better and better each and every day. And I try my best, and Coach Long tries his best, and we always try to do the best we can of creating our guys to be teachers 
and understanding that it's all about helping each other out rather than just helping ourselves out. Live right now with a very energetic, and I'm going to promise you, he brings it not only on the air, he takes it to the basketball court. He's just as high energy on the practice field, and he is the man with the plan on social media for the uh, Somerville Green Wave basketball program over there. He is literally all invested with the hashtag in front of it. That's Tyler Clark, the head university basketball coach, but he plays multiple roles and does multiple things. This past year, the varsity had a young kid that normally would have played on your team. He's an eighth grader. Uh, he had an incredible stellar year. I mean, this kid really, I thought, uh, played out of his shoes in so many ways. And basketball is not a sport that you can hide from. You don't have, you know, uh, more guys, nine on the baseball field or 11 on the football field or multiple ones in other sports. It's five. And they're right there. They're in front of you. And it's very interactive from the fans. You know, tell us a little bit of how Coach Long was able to really kind of utilize that young pipeline to kind of promote and I thought have – considering what he had on his staff with the, the, the time in, with the, the, the underclassmen, how they were able to stand up and step up a little bit, along with this young eighth grader who I thought really, quite frankly, uh, was underrated and, and definitely stepped up and handled business. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love talking about our, our uh, varsity squad. I, I really enjoyed um, – I, I have to give credit, man. I mean, Carson Stevens and Nick, Nick Frytag, for, for example, starting out, they did a phenomenal job of helping these kids. I mean, I was so proud of those two guys, so I have to really give a shout-out to those two guys first. Um, but most importantly is I think the biggest thing, Richie, that I'm still learning to this day, I wish I really try to emphasize to the kids, um, is, the expect, is the understanding that you have to go through failure in, in order to create success. Whereas when I was young, nice. I felt like I had to win everything. I was very competitive. Um, I'm very competitive still to this day. I want to win everything. But I think for the kids is I really appreciate them and their work ethic because success will occur. It's a matter of when, and it's a matter of being prepared for that success. And I think the biggest thing for our underclassmen is keep on grinding, keep on doing that work. And I know they will. I know they'll get it accomplished. But the most important thing is, is in order to be very successful, you have to have some sort of failure that creates you to, to be prepared for that, um, that time frame when that occurs. Wow, I love it. Go through failure to get to that success. That's a good one. I like that one, Eugene. I know we're tweeting as we go, so if you're not following us on Twitter, get in there, follow us. You can kind of hear all the quotes that you're hearing throughout the show today over there on social media at SO Sports Central. We'll get everything uploaded on Facebook at Southern Sports Central a little after the show as we're live right now with Somerville High School's very own Green Wave University coach, Tyler Clark. He's also in charge of the social media, does a great job maintaining and putting things together and keeping you in the know when it comes to the Green Wave on the hardwood floor. You also do a good job of uh, motivating these men. What is it about it? How are you guys able to stay in touch with your basketball program and keep these kids in check? I've seen some videos where I know that they've evidently shared them either with you or Coach Long where they're working out. You guys are sharing that. But but how are you? How are you and your your guys over there at Somerville staying in touch with your athletes? Yeah, yeah. So um, there's a there's a variety of ways, Richie. But the the biggest thing right now is I mean just texting them. Uh, I I've learned from I've learned from Coach Long or from several coaches. Best thing you can do is to get in touch with them consistently. Um, they always got to know you're there for them. And I think the biggest thing I I know personally, even me, I love when someone just says, "Hey, hope you're doing well." I mean, that's all it takes. It's, you know, sometimes we feel that it's going to be, it's going to take a lot. It, I mean, it just takes that one minute, that one time frame. I mean, it takes that, um, for example, there was a player that had a birthday, 
and we couldn't go and celebrate, so we decided to do like a drive up. It takes that. It takes, um, for example, if there's there's a kid playing some AAU, I know that's not going on now, but it's a matter of just going to watch him. It's a matter of showing the dedication towards the player and towards and them understanding that you're here for them more than just basketball. Um, I know growing up, uh, my dad would always talk to me. He's like, man, the, the era has changed. It used to be like I had a coach, and the coach would be there for practice, and after that I, I really couldn't tell you what he does. And just today's day and age, I mean, you've got to be there for them all the time. And I, I love that. I, I like that because I want to be very involved, you know, and, and same thing with Coach Long. I mean, we both talk all the time, and the whole coaching staff at Somerville, we want to be very involved with these kids, and we want to find always ways to be involved, and most importantly is gain their relationship by, again, I mean, just a text, or you could do like a, you know, a funny, a funny group chat. I mean, anything. It, it, that's, but, um, again, another thing I remember you talking about the videos, I mean, Will Sidney does a phenomenal job of helping us out with all that and helping the whole Greenways program, and I, I'm very appreciative of that, and Coach Long's very appreciative. We're, we're, we, it's all about working together and, most importantly, being there for each other. You mentioned Will Chitty. Of course, Will Chitty is one of the main men when it comes to taking some of the best photos I've seen in sports. I mean, this is a young man who is passionate, who puts all into it with Wave Sports Media. And not sure if you've seen one of the pictures that he created for us tonight. I get in touch with him. Will and I have a chance to work close together with me doing the, the audio and, and him doing more of the video stuff. So it's kind of a perfect uh, situation there because I'm very fortunate to, to say that he's a friend of mine on and off the fields, and he does a great job, like you mentioned. I mean, just the work he puts in with Wave Sports Media and the media in general over there at Somerville, I think they're really ahead of the game because of Will and some other things that are happening there. When you look at it, though, what is it that makes it different, though? Because athletes, they're I don't want to say they're different, but it's just like you mentioned, a little different era. Because when I grew up, you know, getting yelled at, getting chewed out a little bit, it, it didn't bother us as much. But now you guys have to take a little bit different approach. What is it that makes these athletes a little different than they were when maybe, I want to say, you were growing up because you're not, what, what are you about, mid-40s, Tyler? Is that about right? Would that be fair to say? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yes, sir. So, mid-20s. Yep. So, you may be in that ramification a little bit, but for me, you know, at 42, man, look, I had a guy that would chew me out, have more spit in my face than in his mouth, and would drive a golf cart and tell me I was going to run until he got tired. So, I, I don't understand that. Today, that's not the case. You guys, suicides don't quite – they're not the same, or are they the same? What's your thoughts? I, I love talking about this because, um, I, Richie, I want to say first and foremost is, is uh, you know, um, today's day and age is so much about winning. Why do I say that? Um, you know, guys are um, – look at NBA, look at college. I mean, they're able to transfer. They're, um, they're doing um, contracts and they're, you know, like two years and they're moving on to the next place if they don't like it. Um, coaches, I mean, they're getting fired after two years. I want to say first and foremost is I firmly believe this, and that is you've got to give a coach four years to figure himself out. Why do I say that? Um, I, I ref, I'm a big reflector, and I go back to, you know, um, what, and, I'm, and I look at things, and, and, you know, I thought at first, like, I was kind of the guy who was, like, thought I had to be more firm with them and stuff. And I want, and to go back, long story short, is what I have learned is if you don't have that relationship with them, that, that being firm and, and, you know, yelling, it doesn't do any good. They're not listening to you. And I say that why, like, you know, um, I go out, I'm a second grade teacher and, and um, I go out, you know, in public and stuff. And just sometimes I, if you, if you really pay attention is, is uh, when someone gets upset, some of the times we'll start arguing or something. But when I watch the kid, he's really not, he or she is really not changing. And I say that as, is 
it's very interesting about how they don't see it that way. They kind of just hear it and they ignore it. Whereas if you gain that personal relationship first, texting them, going to their games, uh, just getting a group, getting a group around, and just hang out and get to know each other, and really under and letting them understand you care for them as an individual, and then you start getting into, hey man, I mean I love what you're doing here, but this could work a little better. Showing them those visuals, it all goes back to if you don't have a relationship and you try to sit there. And, and, and be a dictator towards them, it'll, it just it doesn't work. Whereas, again, we talked about in the past, you would not that basketball coach may not have a relationship with you outside of the game. But when it comes to the practice, when it comes to, you know, the game, and they're dictators with you, you'll listen to your coach. Well, in today's day and age, if you don't have that relationship with them and you start acting that way or more or less even if you do act that way with that relationship, they just it doesn't, it doesn't work. It doesn't buy in. Hey, Coach, this is uh, Coach Benton uh, over here at the uh, other studio. Uh, you know, you said you were going to Ohio. I just want to talk to you a little bit about your background. I, I know Richie's worked with you over there at Somerville, and, and I have not had a chance to meet you personally. But, uh, you know, seeing that you're from Ohio and, and all the uh, jokes and things like that, my, just by reference, my father is from Kent, Ohio. And, uh, okay. unfortunately, you're headed up to Ohio now, it sounds like. Um, I was actually planning to head up there in four weeks. My son – uh, is a sophomore at Academic Magnet, and he was actually scheduled to uh, interview and be looked at at Ohio State for the engineering program. And then I have a kicker I trained that's ranked number 17th in the country. He was going to be at Ohio State as well. Now, I know Ohio has said that they've shut down everything for the summer, um, period, and that's all college, all camps, all athletics, all high schools, and everything else. Um, you know, did you grew up – What part? first of all, what part of Ohio did you grow up? Yeah, I, I grew up uh, near the northwest part of Ohio, near Toledo, Ohio. I was right on the okay. border of uh, Ohio and Michigan and Indiana, right on oh. the Tri-County area. I got you. Um, my stepson actually plays for uh, Notre Dame College up in uh, South okay. Euclid. And, okay, uh, yeah. yeah, I've been up there quite I, a few I, times. Yeah, it's actually it's actually a really neat uh, school. It's, it's small, but it's a really neat campus. It's on the outskirts of the city, and, and you know a lot of great things to do there. But um, you know, so so what actually brought you to this area? Yeah, um, believe it or not, um, I, it goes back to what I stand for, even with kids. It's uh, taking chances, going out of your comfort zone. Um, grew up in Ohio, went to Bowling Green State University, and uh, my family and I we used to we used to go to uh, Myrtle Beach to travel. And believe it or not, I was like, man, I really want to, I really want to try something out. I mean, worst case is, you know, I moved back, but I really wanted to try to go out of my comfort zone. And um, I decided to, uh, knew absolutely no one down in Somerville, moved uh, down with one of my buddies. And um, it, the rest is history. I mean, I've lived here now for five years and it's been, it's been phenomenal. But long story short, I actually never even knew of the area. Uh, my dad had a, a buddy of his I reached out to. He uh, worked down here. And he's the one that kind of got me involved of looking down here and going back is just like, like I always do to my kids is taking a chance. And then uh, I ended up just moving down, not knowing a soul and just meeting as many people as possible. That's awesome. Now, was your dad a high school coach? No, my dad, actually, my dad is, um, he is a, a banker. He's been in banking um, for his whole career. Um, I actually have no family who has been in the past coaching. Um, I actually like, 
I, I really didn't get involved in coaching until I got to my junior year of college. Um, I, I like, it came to me, I was like, man, I could really see myself teaching young kids and then coaching older kids. And I was like, man, I could really see that. And I just started getting involved. I went out of my comfort zone. I, at Bowling Green State, I started helping out um, the university a little bit. And then I started just asking high school coaches around the area to help out. And then when I moved down here, I started teaching. And um, actually, uh, Bert Basil, uh, he was a PE teacher at the elementary school I was at. And um, I reached out to him. I said, hey, man, do you know uh, any of the high school coaches around here? And he's like, yeah, I know Greg Elliott. And before you know it, I came over and, um, again, volunteer. And I was like, dude, I'll, I'll, whatever I can do to help the program. And that's just what all I've, always what I've been about. But started from there. Yeah, that's actually how I broke into high school coaching. Now, my specialty is training kickers. <clears throat> but, um, you know, when, when Oceanside started up and Coach Greer had come down, you know, from Charlotte and took the job, it was kind of like I, I was just kind of a guy. I was like, you know, I coach kickers, and we have such a limited thing we can do, you know, with kick counts and things like that. And I just, you know, similar when you were telling your story about just doing everything, you know, that led into me just running all the football operations just because I took a – I volunteered to do everything, you know, to learn about – everything there was in, in running a program, you know, and, you know, I guess, you know, one of my dreams would be, you know, being an athletic director, you know, and that's kind of the, where you learn it all. You learn everything from, like you said, dry cleaning and uniforms to, to pregame meals and snacks and this, that, and the other, and transportation and buses. And, you know, is that something other than being a head coach, is that something you're interested in or, or you just really want to stay with coaching basketball? That That is a great question. Um, believe it or not, I – used to feel I looking back um going into it at first uh I really just thought about coaching you know um I just I love it like if it came down to it if, if I had a decision to make you know like things didn't work out you know I know the one thing is for sure is I do not want to lose coaching I just I, I love it like crazy when it comes to AD I can't answer that um I'm more of like a five-year plan guy and I'm more of a present guy um could I see it maybe one day yes but um, I, I can't really answer that because another thing I've just been – it's dreaming big. And another dream of mine is, like, uh, I, I really enjoy watching college basketball, and, and I've always had a dream of coaching college basketball. So, you know, looking into things like that. and But that's not – you know, that's not also – I'm not trying to say that's where I'm going to go. It's just I think it's very important to dream big. I think it's important to have those ambitions, those aspirations. But, again, like you said – you have to understand what it's going to take to get there. And like you said, you just started and you were like, I'm going to volunteer for this. I'm going to volunteer for this. And, man, the same thing is for me as well as for several others is, I mean, you start out. I, I, I love podcasts. I just listened to a podcast on Buzz Williams. I mean, the way he started was phenomenal. I mean, he started out uh, from a little small town in Texas, came, took a flight, and ended up paying, I don't, I don't remember how much money, and then went to Charlotte and stood outside, and they were having a big – I think they were having a big, um, like a big coaching clinic, and he just stood outside with uh, resumes and just started passing resumes out. And before you know it, he got a he got a coach that was willing to take a chance with them because he decided to write letters. I mean, things like that. I mean, it's all about that. You know, you see these people that are just out there and they look so popular and they look so powerful because they're making all this money, but they've had to start somewhere. And you know, some people who are the brightest people aren't making that much money. But overall, that's not what it's about. Again, even back when I talked to Richie, it's all about that you just care about the game. 
We're live right now with the coach from Somerville High School. He's a head coach of the junior varsity, but does a lot of things under the head coach of the varsity. Of course, that's Coach Long's program, and well, I'd say Coach Tyler Clark's program. He is on the air with us right now, coming to you live on the road. I think he's coming back from the great state of Ohio, and I'm not sure whether or not you guys are recruiting everybody from Ohio to Somerville, but there is a coach on the junior varsity baseball field, Coach Kaser. Uh, he is one of the uh, great ones as well. I love Coach Kaser. He does a great job. He coached my oldest son last year down there on the junior varsity baseball program. And uh, you mentioned Coach Basil. He's one of the most winningest baseball coaches in Somerville history with over 500 wins. And, uh, you know, it's fun to talk to you and Kaser, who very young guys, mid-20s, very eager, very energetic. Uh, you know, you guys are our up-and-coming future of the coaching trees. And I think that's kind of neat. And trust and believe me, I felt like yesterday I was 25, and now I'm 42. So take it easy. Enjoy the ride, like you mentioned there. Uh, Coach, I'm going to get you back in here with us here real soon, and we're up against the break. But uh, first of all, much love for everything that you do for the athletes on and off the basketball court in the weight rooms. I've seen you working them out over there uh, in one of the best weight rooms I've seen, updated uh, and facilitated all the way around. But, uh, again, for being a part of the show tonight means a lot. I want to thank Coach Long. Uh, Coach, of course, um, Brian Rutherford, he's the athletic director who allows all this to happen as well, and Kenny Farrell, the head principal at Somerville. I mean, it's a huge process to get these things done. But, uh, again, I uh, want to wish you and, and, and your girlfriend safe travels back. Hopefully uh, you guys get back here safe and soon, and we'll talk to you when you get back, Coach. Hey, thank you so much. I appreciate it, Richie. Always a pleasure, buddy. God bless. Take care. Thanks for being a part of the show. Yes, thank you. Will do. Talk to you later. All right. Yes, sir. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Coach Clark checks in with us on the road from the great state of Ohio. He's heading back. They always do. We send them back home and here they come back from Ohio. So, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure, but I can tell you this. We're going to come back because we got a break. we got to catch a quick one because it's time to hit that feature moment, the Spotlight 2020, where we catch up with the seniors who had to forego that senior season. Next up, Matthew Dunn. The bus is going to hang tight by the track and field as we'll get him mic'd up, suited up, and ready to go. He, of course, is a two-sport athlete at Somerville High School. He played football. He did some track and field things. We're going to find out who is Matthew Dunn. What's this guy all about? I'm going to let you know when we come back. You're listening to Southern Sports Central right here on southernsportscentral.com. When the night has come And the land is dark And the moon is the only light we'll see No, I won't be afraid Oh, I won't be afraid Just as long as you stand Stand by me I won't cry, I won't cry, no I won't 
Welcome back, everybody. I'm Rich Yellman, alongside the coach, Eugene Benton. That is every song that every coach and teacher is saying right now to their students and athletes. Stand by me. Hang tight. That is not the same song that every parent is saying right now when it comes to their kids because they are tired. They've been around you too much. You, you, you got to go. You got to move, right? I mean, Eugene, uh, you know, we, we talk and we joke a lot, but that's a great song and, and, and a great way to end the great interview with Tyler Clark and the Head JV coach, who, again, I don't like to highlight the JV part of it, but I know that's his role over there at Somerville. But he plays so many roles, and he does so many things. And energy along, I thought, was great. As uh, We're going to bring in some new energy as we'll bring in here uh, right now, getting ready to uh, come on here with us all the way uh, from right here in Somerville, South Carolina, where this segment is brought to you by Simmons Barbershop. You can find them at 139 North Main Street, downtown Somerville, one of the oldest barbershops in the great state of South Carolina, and one of the oldest and, of course, uh, most populated barbershops on a Saturday morning in Somerville at uh, 139 North Main Street in Somerville. You can call them at 843-873-2861. I'm not sure when Mr. Romy and Angel and the guys and Brad, of course, will open the doors, but when they do, boy, they're going to be busy. I mean, real busy. As Of course, uh, we will now catch up with our man on the line. Of course, we're going to take in with Matthew Dunn. Now, Matthew and I go back a little bit. This young man played football for the Green Wave on the offensive line and uh, did some big things, and we're really excited to get him in here. He would, I'm going to share the story about Matthew. He had mom record the game on Friday night because he was playing in the game on Friday night. Well, he cut the grass on <laughs> Saturday and had this stomach listening to me the whole three hours, and all of a sudden we're back at it again as he, of course, uh, will be doing uh, a little so like a little bit of track and field at the college level over at Bruce, uh, Bruce and Parker, and, uh, of course, he does shot put and disc as well. So, we say good afternoon, Matthew. What's up, big guy? What's up, Richie? How are you, man? We're great. I'm glad to get you in here, man. I know we told you if you blink your eyes, you're going to miss it, and you did, and you did. So, uh, when it came out, Matthew, as you're – and, again, congratulations. Uh, class of 2020, brother, you made it. And, uh, you know, I know mom and dad had to push you a little bit, and, pull you a little bit, but you're a smart kid in the classroom and you're an incredible young man. Um, yes, sir. You know, uh, <laughs> you're an incredible young man uh, off and on any field, man, but you got to check in with us, man. Eugene's already coming at me with this. So 
what we do with you big O-line, man, we got to tell you, how tall are you, how big are you, uh, weight-wise, and how much you bench pressing, brother? Huh. Um, I'm about 6'1", 265, 270-ish, and I can bench press about 275 for, like, maybe one rep or so. Okay. How about your squat, man? What you hitting on the squat? Uh, it's 385. 385. Said that without a beat there, Eugene. I want you to chime in. Eugene was – you know, he's a big guy. We love the O-line, man. Look, we love the big nasties in the, in, in, on the front line because we can love on, you know, we just had uh, Cameron Smith. He's a big-time running back up in Charlotte, North Carolina with 2,000 yards. But I told him, man, without that big O-line, man, you guys don't do anything. Of course, you got to, you know, protect the quarterback, Colby Shirey, who was a big-time quarterback for the Green Wave, a sophomore, young sophomore. But the kid mm-hmm. grew throughout the year and is going to have another great season coming up. Of course, you had K.J. Rollins back there, Darian Larry back there a few other great running backs uh, back in the backfield, man. But, uh, Eugene, ask him a few, man. I'm going to let you kind of ask him a few, and then I'll come in in the back end. Yeah, you know, I love. I have an affinity for the big guys. J- just by way of record, I'm 5'6", one, I'm down to 142 now because I've been dropping weight and cutting weight. So uh, I'm probably about as okay. big as one of your legs. But, uh, you know, I, I've, always had an, I've always had an affinity for the O-line guys. Um you know, when I was coaching, when I was on staff at Oceanside, maybe something you'd appreciate. And I, I know Coach Call is, is already going to appreciate this. Uh, one of mm-hmm. the, the senior O-linemen on Thursday, after watching all the film, after all the practices are done, after all the walkthroughs are done, I would have the, him coordinate with the other starting O-linemen and even the tight end and come to me and say, all right, Coach, they texted me by like 8 o'clock on Thursday night and said, we're going to get 20 pancakes tomorrow night on Friday night. And that was the bet. Now, if they reached their bet on Monday morning, I handmade uh, 48 scrambled eggs, uh, about 50 pancakes. Some were chocolate, some were blueberry, and some were plain. Uh, A bottle of maple syrup, the good kind, too, the the little fat jug from from Vermont. And uh, uh, one of the big uh, 10-pound bags of sausage links from, uh, from Sam's Club. And uh, about two two pounds of bacon, a gallon of whole milk, and a gallon of chocolate milk, and a gallon of orange juice. And I put that in the coach's office for their breakfast every Monday morning if they met their goal. And so, uh, yeah, I don't I don't know if that's something. Made hungry, like, man. Yeah, I'm like going. Well, I wonder if he's thinking, man, I wish I had one more year and I'd go to Oceanside. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> that was just like I said. I always had affinity for those guys, and then um. You know, running the operations, we ordered some stickers the uh, the last year, and we actually put pancake stickers. It was a stack of five pancakes. You know, like the stickers, like Florida State has the you know the helmet stickers with the uh, with the uh, tomahawk. We actually bought those mm-hmm. for the O line. And every time you got uh, five pancakes, you got a new sticker in your helmet. And let me tell you, those, uh, being an offensive lineman, I don't know if you're OCD, but they are. Monday morning. <laughs> They they had already counted when film came out Saturday morning. They had already counted their pancake blocks and already texted me, Coach. I got seven. I get two stickers <laughs> for my helmet. So I don't know if you're that kind of guy, but uh, you know, I, like I said, I've always had an affinity for the big guys. Uh, a kid that's like my own, um, I love him to death. I was just at his house uh, earlier this morning. Um, and Dylan Seabuck, he's headed to South Carolina as a preferred walk-on. But, uh, you know, it's just because it takes a special breed. You guys are the big, tough guys. You're probably a big guy in middle school. And, and you know, oh, yeah. it was all, it was always like – and the other thing is, like, it's always like you guys were told, you know, you can't 
it's almost like you couldn't stand up for yourself in middle school because you were so big. It almost mm-hmm. meant like you were a bully. But then when you get to high school and you're an offensive lineman, coaches are like, I want you to be a bully. You know, you, you set the tone of the game. <laughs> so um, my question is, uh, you know, going into a game, how do you mentally prepare yourself to set that tone at, for football? And we'll talk about the same thing at track. You know, uh, uh, and how do you set yourself to be that bully on the field or on the track? Well, mentally for football, I used to always get like pumped up. Like I was, like I used to always get like, like really mad seeing the other team warm up. I was like, you know what, we about to beat the crap out of those guys, man. And um, I just I was in the mental state of mind on like on Sunday afternoons, like watching watching post teams film. And watching my film and seeing how I can I can get better, and I carry that mentality all throughout the week to prepare for that team, and it just just comes out on on like on um game days, like I just mentally, I mean I mentally like I mean, I get it mentally in my head first, then like I I attribute it on the practice field during the week. I got you. Are, are you a big vocal guy? Somewhat. Are, are you? You are okay. Because and and that's the other thing I found with all, offensive linemen. They're they're extremely vocal or extremely quiet. There's really not not much in the middle for the for the O line guys. Um, <laughs> now 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 on the track. What what's your give us your PRs on, on the uh, track and field competitions? Uh, my person my PR for Shapa is about forty four feet. And my PR for discus is about 125 feet, sir. That's awesome. Now, for anybody who doesn't know that, um, you know, because we have a lot of people who listen in from other sports, you know, how much mm-hmm. is that shot put, uh, how much does that ball weigh and how much does that disc weigh? Oh, the shot put ball in high school is about 12 pounds and the discus is about like just shy of about four pounds. Man, I tell you what. Yeah. I, and I, another thing I told you, I had an affinity for the O-line. Every summer, uh, the O-line coach, Coach Rivens at, at Oceanside and I, always took, uh, we called it the big man challenges. And um, I didn't see <laughs> Somerville at any of the ones that we went to. We went to ones at uh, Lugolf Elgin and up at uh, Camden High School, you know, where the uh-huh. hammer toss and things like that. But, man, if you only had one year of eligibility, I'd love to put you on the bus this summer and, and, and go throw <laughs> some hammers and throw some chains, man, because – you know, you can get a lot of points for that, and uh, you know that's that's a pretty big deal. But um, you know, at the next level, what do you what are you hoping to accomplish, either school wise or athletically? You know, what do you plan on studying, and and, and what's the next steps for you? Um, I plan on like achieving like playing at the next level and see how it is, so I can like adapt, so I can adapt to it. Because once I have my first meet, I'll be like, okay, this is how it is. So I I'll be set for the whole next three to four years. I'll be there. And um, I'm ready to see what the, ne- what the next chapter of my life is going to be at, at Bruin Parker. And um, my main major is going to be general studies because, like, um, there's multiple majors I can, I can, I can go in there for. But I want to get my mindset on one specific major and, like, a minor or so. I'm going to take a class of general studies and see what that is. And I'll just – and then I'll get my degree in that major – now, now tell us, where is Bryn Parker and what what drew you to that school? Uh, Bryn Parker is in uh, Mount Vernon, Georgia. <laughs> it's in the middle of like it's the middle it's the middle of nowhere, honestly. But um, 
actually, it's actually a, it's actually a cool story. Um, the 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 head of directors of track there used to used to coach at a school I was looking. He was he looked at me for football. Was Cincinnati Christian University in Ohio? I know it's Ohio but still, but um, uh, he told me I couldn't go there for my records. But then, I, but then he transferred to Bruin Parker. I talked to him in March when the whole pandemic started, and he said, "Hey, uh, you you meet our you, you meet on March." And he he just told me when I when I committed there, he said that I was his favorite recruit because he told me last year I couldn't make his team, so that motivated me to make his team. So like that's basically the story of how how that drew me to his school. And plus, it's like yeah. three hours away, so I so I won't be that far away from Somerville. Now, now, being that you lost your uh, senior season, one of the things that we've asked the, the senior spotlights uh, uh, athletes to talk about was, uh, you know, your fondest memory there at Somerville, whether it be, uh, well, for you, you're a two-sport athlete, so you can give us one for each sport if you'd like. Um, you okay. Know, and, 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 and so what's your fondest memories there at Somerville, whether it be in the classroom or, or either one of your sports? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say one for each sport. My fondest memory for football was just was seeing the whole town just like being on your side, just having the whole town just watching you play for four quarters and twelve minutes a quarter, and like I will miss that so much. It's gonna be so weird coming back home just to like be in the stands watching the the kids, the guys I grew up with, like a year behind me, like achieve their achieve their dreams for football. And for track, I'm gonna miss those like I'm gonna miss those little the little things like the meets, the the long Saturday and Wednesday meets, and um just grind with 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 my friends and coaches, and that's basically it. All right, and now so we talked about your next level. Now, if there's something that you could leave, you know, since it doesn't sound like you guys will will have. It, you know the end of the year banquets. I know you did for football because you know this didn't affect that. But um, you know what what would be your either you know standing at the podium, your your thank you speech, or, or your your walk off speech, so to so to speak. Uh, what would you say to either you know your family, your coaches, your teammates, the school, those those under you, you know the the sophomores, the freshmen, the juniors. What what would you what advice or what would you have to say to those folks who helped you get where you are? And uh, what what uh, words of advice would you leave? I would basically tell them straight up to like uh, to keep grinding. I would, I would tell them to keep grinding on and off the track, and and out of the classroom, um, and mainly to to enjoy the little things with your friends, family, sport, relatives, in the classroom, so on and so forth. And to also leave a legacy, man. Just like uh, basically basically leave a legacy for these young cats to to uh, to. Uh, to look up to, to achieve their goals and whatnot, if that makes any sense. And also, and also, uh, love your mama. <laughs> so I, I'm, I, I know where you got that quote. Um, you know, I had a, a two and a half hour meeting with a uh, coach call last Friday. I'm, I'm going to do some consulting with him at Oceanside, and uh, so I definitely know where that mm-hmm. quote come from. And uh, so when you heard that for the first time uh, coming into the program, and you heard coach call say that. You know, did it did it resonate then as much as say a ninth grader as it does a senior? Not really, no. 
So, so what's the difference? What's the difference is that ninth grader, you know, and Coach Call saying love your mama and the senior love your mama? Um, It's basically saying, like, um, the senior one is to say that, like, uh, to enjoy, like, to, to love your mama before you go out to be by yourself and whatnot. Then the ninth grader one is like, okay, I'm so, I'm start doing that. Then, like, as the years, like, go on and on, you appreciate your mama for what she's done for you all your life and whatnot. Yeah, and, and, and senior. I'm sorry. Go ahead. And, the, and then, and then when you're a senior, you appreciate everything she's done for you, and then you cry when you leave for college, and then you're on your own. So, and you're still in contact with her, and you still cry on the phone and whatnot. And and, and speaking, so uh, and your track coach and, and for Coach Call, I know you had both of those both of those coaches there. Um, what would you say to them? If they were listening, I know Coach Call obviously. Well, well most of you know he he listens to this show a lot. So you know, what would you say to Coach Call, and what would you say to your track coach? I'm not familiar with the track coach's uh, first name. I know the late one of the lady track coaches over there, but um, so so what would you say to them if they were listening now? I would tell Coach Call, thank you for everything you've done for the for the four to five years of playing football here at Somerville. I just want to thank him for being a mentor I could, I could look up to and, and that I can appreciate God and Christ for everything he's done for my, for, for my family and I. And I just, I, I always looked up to him, you know. Like, I like I used to come to football games when I was like a little kid, man. And I would miss this so much. I just want, I, I basically just tell him thank you with a, with a big old hug and tell him he's the best high school coach I've ever had. That's basically what I say to him. And my track coach, he's he's known me forever. He's known me since I was like a little kid, and he saw me grow up to where I am now. So I just give him another big hug and thank him and thank him for everything he's done for me, and that I hope him and his wife are just like doing well. And he and I I just wanted to wish the track team like all the luck, man. That's basically all I would say to him with with a, another big hug. You know, that's about it. Yeah. And, and- and, and for my background, just to let you know, um, I lived in Somerville for many years. I actually lived uh, a couple houses down from Coach McKissick. And so growing up in that area and seeing that program, what did it mean the first time you put that S on the chest for either sport? Uh, and, and oh, specifically at the varsity level, you know, where, where the stadiums are packed. And, you know, because I've been associated with B teams and JVs. And you get, you know, mostly parents. But what's it mean to put that S on your chest when stadiums and, and tracks and stands are packed and, and cheering you on? Oh, it means a lot to, to, to carry on that S because every – there's a lot of athletes that have come in – that's come through the – the high school and and like carrying and carrying that uh, carrying that tr- tradition, like as you're playing on the track and on the football field, whole town of you it just feels great. Granted, it's a little granted it's a little nerve wracking to be honest, but you know. Right. It's uh, for, it, it's there's pretty, a lot of pressure and there's a lot of prestige, but there's also a lot of pressure. You know, you're expected to win oh, every yeah. game and win big and win state championships. Now, now you talk, mm-hmm. talk about your fondest memory. And we talked about your PRs and track. So, uh, what, what was your biggest kind of achievement in each sport? You know, other than your PRs, but like maybe winning something or a certain game or something just really stuck out to you in, in, in a career at, at Somerville High School. What was your What was your biggest achievement? Oh, I have I have like plenty of 
uh, big achievements. I can't rename out just like one that I could just top all of them. <clears throat> all right, I, I, I know that's I know that's bad. Yeah, and I bet it's a lot, especially since you played like five years in football. You know, you had mentioned in so many years working with the track coach. But um, mm-hmm. you know, if look at looking back on your career. Um, and, and the next level, and you said, you know, general studies, you're not quite sure, but, uh, you know, what goals do you have for yourself long-term? You know, a lot of, for some, for some reason, it seems like, you know, whatever, whatever's in the water in Somerville, a lot of the athletes, you know, hope to come back and give to the community. You mentioned coming back and actually seeing a game from, you know, from the stands or, or the sidelines and just taking it all in. So what are you looking forward to as being an alumni of Somerville? Uh, I, I have to say, re- re- representing the uh, the the school and the whole town of Somerville. That's awesome. Now, um, you know, and you also mentioned how the town. One of the things that I always loved was it seemed like the town just shuts down on Friday night. You know, so so take me take me through that because I didn't play for Somerville. I actually played back in the day uh, for a rival of Somerville, and uh, that was when uh, Calden County was much bigger school. And it was the last game of the season. Actually, played against Joe Call, and uh, a couple of years, and um, they beat us in the year that we went to the state championship. That was our only loss in the regular season. But uh, you know, and talking to him and how much he loves the game and everything else like that. But you know, you mentioned the community. How much did growing up in that community influence who you are? Oh, it it uh, it really meant a lot because 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 it is a small town, you know. And 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 everybody almost knows who you are. Everybody here is friends with each other, and families reunite almost every week to talk about anything like sports, family, so on and so forth. And just like every Friday night, uh, the town circle just just shuts down to to see what the Green Wave is doing, especially on like rivalry weeks against like Asher Richard Four. Man, that, that that's a whole that's a whole different thing. But like. It, it's it's a it, it's a it's a great community to to grow up in and to also have. And one last question: So last year you guys knocked off Fort D and, and won the region championship. What was it like walking off that field, region champs after you know Fort D had won so much? You know Somerville had this history and they kind of went on that run. What did it mean to walk off that field as region champs and having knocking knocked them off? Oh my gosh, I have. I was I was so shocked the whole game. I was nervous. I was nervous. I was nervous at halftime, but like I was pumped out they're about they're about to get they're about to come back and win. And that fourth quarter, I was like, "Ooh, I'm so nervous." <clears throat> and then I was screaming off the top of my lungs, cheering on the team, you know, like on like sats, punting the balls, one touchdown, two two point conversion, and of course at the end for the 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 foot of a special. The, the JV catch on the two-point conversion. I was losing my voice, running down and coming off the field. I was I lost my voice for like for 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 two days straight, and I'll I'll remember that game forever. Live right now with Mr. Matthew Dunn. He's heading to college after he graduates here in a couple of weeks. He's part of that class of 2020. I had the opportunity to call his name on the radio quite a bit, and it was an honor. And Matthew, the reason I let Coach Benton come in. I didn't want it to be a Homer show. You know, I wanted it to be a little bit more of a diversity show. And me and you, man, we would have giggled, laughed, and maybe cried a little bit there because you said a lot of things about Coach Call that I know he's listening. 
that, that was right on point, brother. And, and you're exactly right for everything that you said there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I want to personally, personally thank you for the, uh, the, the love from you and your parents to me uh, on those Friday nights. And I'm going to welcome you when you come back. As you already said, I'm coming back. You're going to get the chance to sit up there where I sit up there. And number one, there's a, there's a good news. Where I sit at, there's food, there's the restroom, and it's a controlled environment. Okay, so there's three things, and we can socially distance ourselves. So we'll be fine up in the press <laughs> box. But I always invite you guys back, and uh, we'll feed you. We'll give you a spot to use the restroom, and we'll give you a little seat down low over there uh, where you can watch the game from the press box. It's kind of a neat deal. And, you know, you'll start to wonder, man, if I knew it was this nice, I might have done this with Richie my senior year, my junior year. But, um, you know, you mean a lot to, to the city of Somerville. You mean a lot to uh, Southern Sports Central, myself and my family. Uh, I'm really proud of you, Matthew. The work that I know you put in, dude, to, to get where you are, big guy, is it, something that you can't explain on the air. It's something you can't have in a conversation. I just wish a lot of people had a chance to see. You never stop. There was a handful of you guys that continued to take trips to colleges. They continue to reach out and ask me, because I watch every play and every game and every second, what do I suggest that you do to get better? You were always willing and able to do whatever it took to get better than you were the game before, the play before, so that the next game you'd be better than yesterday. And I can appreciate that, man. Much love to you. And, and the best of luck, man. You're heading to college, brother. You made it. That's a big step to graduate. Mm-hmm. But to go to college and play sports, I don't care what it is, uh, it, it is an amazing mm-hmm. opportunity. And uh, Brenton Parker getting the steal of a deal from you and shot put and disc is uh, going to be something you're going to do great things at. But uh, if anything at all, and you know this personally, you need anything at all, I'm here for you, man. Much love to you. Congratulations. Class of 2020, man. You made it. I don't know if mom and dad are like, whoo, thank God. We didn't think we were going to get here, but we got here. And, and that's what matters. And um, I just wish you the best of luck. And I look forward to, to hearing from you more. And, and again, we'll, we'll catch up soon. But thanks for making time tonight to be a part of our segment. Thank and you, Richie, a lot for personally. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Uh, thank you, Richie, for everything you've done for me this four years. Is- for me, like uh, recording the game, so I can watch it as listen to it as I'm as I'm doing homework for the for on on Saturday Saturday mornings. Like same with, same with doing mowing the yard, doing yard work, all that fun stuff. But I will certain I will certainly come back for, for to watch the, to, to be on the games with you. And I just wanted to thank you for everything that you've done for for, for my family and, and some of as well. You got it, buddy. Hey, man, much love to you. To everybody, I said, hey, over there in the Dunn House, and we will uh, check with you soon, man. Keep up. Let me know if you guys are doing something socially distantly safe for graduation, and I'll swing by and, and give you one of those air high fives and congratulate you in the yard somewhere, buddy. How about it? Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. God bless. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. The big O-line is heading to play a little bit of track and field at the Brenton and Parker, he's going to college, my friend. He's made it. That's the big deal there, and I'm excited for him and all those graduating class of 2020. Whether you're graduating and going to class, you're graduating and going to the workforce, you're going into the military, I'm just wanting you to know I'm proud of you for whichever direction you're deciding to go. we got to go to break because we come back, top of the hour, the bus is on the move. It is heading I-26. It's going to make a left on the 526 and over into Mount Pleasant. It goes back to the tank. Man, the ladies are coming up. We got three of them. It's going to be Kate. It's going to be Lillian and Megan. All three of the ladies are going to kick the soccer ball around with us as you're listening to us live right here on Southern Sports Central. We're on Blog Talk Radio. You can find us on Facebook at Southern Sports Central and Twitter. Yeah, we're tweeting around town at SO Sports Central. We'll be right back, guys. 
two are in the books, and the third one is upon us as we are now into hour number three. Hour number three, and we're coming to you live from the Factory Sports and Fitness Training Studios here in Somerville, South Carolina. Don't forget, the gyms are open, but you got to make an appointment. It's like going to the salon or going to the barbershop. you got to make sure they got time to give you that one-on-one attention. You can call them at 843-573-7391. I don't know if you can drive by, but give it a shot. You can find them over there in Hanahan at 5913 Loftus Road in Hanahan, South Kakalakia. We are excited to continue this drive and continue our focus on the featured class of 2020. Don't forget on Sunday, the bus will hang out all day long and all night if we got to be. And that's going to be over there, of course, at Fort Dorchester, where the Patriots are come calling. That's right. We're focusing on the Campus Tour 2020 on Sunday at, of course, uh, the great Fort Dorchester High School. Got this uh, earlier today. And and, and Eugene, we're going to go to our guest here in just a minute as uh, I'm getting some updates. But uh, as I was uh, thinking about that, I said, well, you know what? I'd like to have a special guest in here, and I think it would be pretty cool to get Jasmine Quinn in here. Of course, that's Robert Quinn's sister, the first of the athletes in the house, by the way, who ran track at Fort Dorchester, then ran track at Kentucky, and has done great things ever since. And, of course, Jasmine was like, I'd love to come on and be a part of your show on Sunday night. We're going to feature the fourth. Why not feature Jasmine Quinn? So, ladies, gentlemen, track stars of mine, listen in on Sunday night. She'll be with us as well, so I'm getting some updates here on some of the guests who are going to be joining us. And without further ado, we are now going to head to the, well, the hotline. And Lillian and Megan are going to join us. First of all, Lillian, we say good afternoon. Megan, good evening as well. How are you ladies doing tonight? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? We're good. So here's how we'll do this tonight. Usually we try to catch up between breaks, but we didn't get the chance to. So what I'll do, ladies, is I'm going to bring in. Uh, I'm going to bring in you one by one, and I'll say, okay, Lillian, this is my question, and you'll answer. And then, Megan, we'll kick the soccer ball over to you, lack of better words. How's that? And we'll kind of get through this thing for 30 minutes or so, and we'll have a little fun. How's that work? Sounds good to me. Okay, sounds good. All right, well, there you go. So, Lillian, first of all, welcome to Southern Sports Central. I know your athletic director, who's also your head uh, soccer coach, I want you to kind of tell us a little bit about what's it like playing for an athletic director? What's it like playing for the boss uh, on campus and wears many hats, but his passion, his love, and he said this just the other day. He was on the show with us the other night and said, man, soccer's his thing. Uh, introduce your coach to us. Who is this famous guy who now is the new athletic director coming into the 2020 season? Uh, coach Mark Mayer is the best coach I've ever had, honestly. Um, my favorite thing, though, is he just started being an athletic director uh, this year. Um, but before that, he was the assistant to that. My favorite thing about it is that he was always at the school. So I'd walk in, I'd see him like, hey, Coach Mark, hey. And, and um, I could just kind of talk to him anytime. That's my favorite part. All right, Megan, we'll come to you. We're going to ask you the same question about Coach Mark. Uh, give us your thoughts and your opinions of uh, – your all-star coach, who, by the way, is, is a pretty good radio guy. <laughs> I don't doubt that. Um, he's awesome. He's been one of my favorite coaches ever. He's always been there for me. And him being an athletic director has really helped because he's always been around the school, like Lily said. And it's also nice because I feel like he has more of an input and can really put out for us and stuff. And I like seeing him around. Well, I tell you what, ladies, unfortunately, that, that time has come to an end because your senior season cut a little short. Not only that, your senior year cut a little short there. But 
uh, as we're live right now over at the tank at Oceanside. And, uh, well, we've got two of the ladies joined us here from our Spotlight 2020 on the soccer field. It's Lillian Harrelson and Megan White joined us here on the Tent Farm Hotline. Lillian, we'll come back to you now. So tell us a little bit, your past, your history, what led you to the soccer field, and, and how many years have you played on the varsity team over there at Oceanside? Um, well, I think I started when I was, like, six years old or something. I started probably rec and Hanahan. And then from there, I just kind of kept playing up. Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to do any um, clubs or anything like that. So, I, like, I was a little behind everybody. But I've been blessed to play all four years of varsity at Oceanside, and it's just been an amazing experience. All right, Megan, so uh, let's find out from you. What's your story? What kind of led you in? And why did you pick soccer? Of all the things that you guys could do over there, soccer was your thing. Tell us a little bit of what got you involved and what position do you play. Let's find that out from you. And we'll go back to Lillian and find out what position she plays. But uh, give us your background. Um, so I started playing rec when I was younger up in Ohio where I'm from. And I just – my parents put me in it and I always just stuck with that sport. I went through a few other ones, but that was the one I stuck with and got more into it and started playing club. And then I moved here right before my freshman year and I was able to play on the varsity team all four years. And coach, I also was playing U.S. club and coach Mark also was my coach for that for two years. So that was fun. Cause I got to experience him on both sides of that. Um, I play center back, and I pretty much always have. I can play anywhere in the defense, anywhere, really. That's what I like. So what, what's, what's the difference in the defense and offense? Let me tell you, this is my experience with soccer, just so you know where this is not my strongest sport by any means. And Eugene, I'm going to let him jump in here in a minute with you ladies. Um, I went in, and my dad was like, man, we're going to put you at every sport. So I said, well, I don't want to run around for 90 minutes, dude. This is not a sport. This is more like a, I'm in trouble. And he said, well, we'll give it a shot. So I went in, and come to find out, I was on the wrong team. So all of a sudden, I looked at my dad and said, this is God's way of telling you, I'm definitely not a soccer guy. And, again, that was, that was kind of my claim to fame to playing soccer. But is there, is there a thing? I mean, I know offense and defense, I understand that. But it sounds like you're more of a defensive player. Why do you like defense more than offense, or, or do you like defense more than offense? Yeah, I've always gravitated towards it more. I like it because – I'm in the back, so I'm able to um, watch the field and watch what's going on, and I'm good at reading the game, so I like doing that, and it's easy to do it from the back, and I've always been pretty loud and talkative, so it's easy to get your message across when you're screaming from the back and you're able to see most of it, and um, I don't know. It's not like I feel like I'm forced to run, but I like the like feeling that if it's kind of like up to me, like if I decide not to do something, then like... There's nothing else they can do. So I kind of like that feeling of it. Well, I, I agree with you on that. Defense, I don't like offense. Oh, yeah. Well, and there's got to be some difference. Again, I, I've, I've learned more because I, I did get a little bit more involved with the soccer around here. Of course, Somerville, uh, they're not too far away from the house and down the road from the studio and all that good stuff. So, you know, I was able to kind of get a little bit more uh, involved, and of course, I picked the one season that's the shortest season. I think our, I know the, you know, some of our girls' teams up in Somerville went undefeated because of the short season. Uh, Lily, let me ask you your position. Where do you play, and, and how many games have you guys played before the season was cut short? Um, I played right mid for almost all four years, I'm pretty sure. And then um, I'm actually not sure how many games you played. Not a ton. I want to say maybe 10 at least. Mm-hmm. 
No, it, it's a pretty big deal over there in Mount Pleasant because I'm well aware of Wando. I grew up in, in Sockestee up where well, I grew up in Surfside. Let me check that. I grew up in Surfside, which is in Myrtle Beach, and we went to Sockestee. There was no St. James, so everybody from that area went to the same school. Soccer was a big deal. Wando, that area has always breeded great soccer players, whether it be at Wando High School or the travel teams out of that area. What is it about that side of the Cooper River that you guys just – it's in the water or what? What is it about it, Megan, when you, when you think about soccer that drives that side of the world so crazy? I think it's just because there's so much – so many people around and everyone's so – into competition and just wants to be the best. I mean, when I moved from Ohio, it definitely was a lot different down here. Of course, we were competitive up there, but nothing like down here. So going back and forth between that, it was a very big change that I had to adjust to. And always, I never had someone like on my back where if I wasn't doing good, I could lose my position or whatever. And having that competition and that drive all the time on your club team, I feel like just wants to push everyone to keep going and but that drags more people into it as well so Lillian I don't know the schedule I haven't looked back but I know there's a little school around the corner and I don't mean it by being sarcastic but that other school right Wando you guys uh, have you guys ever played each other I know that in football it was always kind of the matchup that everybody wanted to see but did you guys ever get to play against a Wando team on the soccer field no, I think we've requested a couple of times, and they have um, declined. I think scrimmages, at least, from what I've heard. But we're, we're dying to play them. <laughs> oh, I already know. Trust me. We're going to have that Southern Sports Central soccer match. And I know uh, Coach, uh, you know, Mark Mayer is listening right now going, all right, Rich, you're poking the bear. And I am, Coach. I am poking that bear. <laughs> love every bit of it, right? Now, that's what we do. I'm an athlete. Okay, I'm a former athlete. But that's what we love, the competitive edge part of it. And, and hopefully now that, they're, you know, we've got some different people in places and faces and all that, that happens, which that's going to frustrate you ladies. You know, if you come back next year, you're watching a game, and all of a sudden you see the Wando on one side and your ocean side shark on the other, you're thinking, man, what's this about? This isn't even seen. This is like black. Game of the century. <laughs> Yeah, and you would come home no matter what game that. you're going to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yep. so let's start back to you, Lilia. What what's your plan after college? You're going to graduate here in a couple of weeks. So I want to say congratulations, but but what's the plan? Where's Lillian uh, Harrison going to find herself in August or September? Given that whatever it is, it's open and we're back to normal. So I'm actually not going to college. Um, what I've decided to do is move to North Carolina, and then my dad is going to teach, is going to help me get into the IT, um, IT area. And so I'm just going to learn about computers and then hopefully get a job through that. And then after that, I'm going to try and go into real estate, possibly, hopefully. So what I just heard, Eugene's going to come in in a minute. Eugene, I just heard she's going to IT. She's going to come back and work for Southern Sports Central, and then she's going to sell some real estate so that she can find us a, a bigger studio so that we can do great things and she can teach <laughs> soccer in the back. That, that's what I heard. I, yep. I don't know, Eugene. We'll that's what that I heard, minute, too, but... actually. How crazy. <laughs> <laughs> see? See how it works? This is great. Yeah. So you are going. I love this. So, Megan, how about you? What's what's on the forecast for you, and, 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 and what's some plans for you going into the future? Um, I'm going up to college in Newberry. It's in Newberry, South Carolina. It's a little bit past Columbia. I'm going to be studying nursing. I don't know exactly what type of nursing I want to go into, but I know that's the area. Um, I thought about playing soccer, and I think I'm going to give it one last shot and walk on and try out because with this season being cut short, I wasn't ready to be done. And um, I was cleared like two weeks before, 
our season was canceled from my ACL meniscus tear, so I only got to play two games. So I just want to keep playing. Megan, what is it about Newberry? I mean, there's something in the water between Newberry, South Carolina, which is about two and a half hours from the Charleston area, give or take, on the other side of Columbia, because we've got a ton of athletes from the low country that find their way on that campus. It's a, it's a quiet little small downtown. They've got a really cool – uh, you know, hotel over there in town. I worked for a company that was based out of Newberry for a little while there. And, uh, you know, it's got some quaint little spots to eat at. So I can give you that heads up as well. But I can tell you this, if it's at 30, go 25. They are very friendly and very giving on tickets. So do not go fast. It's like Cottageville, but worse. Slow down. Uh, what is it yeah. about Newberry that got you interested over there? Um, I really... I don't know. I had um, two friends that graduated in 2019 that went up there and they played a sport and they just talked about how much like they loved it and how, because they played football. So the Oceanside football team was very family-like and family-driven and everything. Mm -hmm. And they said that it carried over and they just love it and the school they liked. And I like the idea of a smaller school because it's a private school. It's not a huge school, but I like the idea of just being a smaller town, and it kind of reminds me of my hometown from Ohio. And you're the second Ohioan we've had here today. And I said it earlier, (laughs) y'all, I don't know if you were listening, but it's the only state I know that you can yell OH and everybody on the other side of Walmart yells IO. You don't even know where they're coming (laughs) from. It's the coolest thing ever because it takes you forever. Just think if you were yelling out Mississippi, it would take you half a day to get out the rest of the back end of Iffy. So uh, (laughs) it would be a different conversation. (laughs) <laughs> Lillian, what's the worst? Uh, let's think of an injury. I know, you know, and, and it's amazing. By the way, you ladies are wearing, like, these short little shorts and these little – it's cold. It, it starts – the season's cold. It's colder during the spring season kicking off than it is during football season most of the time. But y'all are troopers. Y'all are out there just – I mean, I've heard some of the most collision things I've imagined as I've watched uh, soccer this past year. But what's the worst injury that you've had to overcome and, and, and kind of walk us through – the rehab, and, and I've had a chance to meet your trainer, by the way. Great, great individual. Uh, but talk to us about some of the injuries that you've faced as a soccer player. So, actually, I've been kind of blessed to not really come along with hardly any injuries at all. I think the one that I can recall is my freshman year. I think I, like, banged up my knee pretty bad. But other than that, uh, not really. I think Meg has a couple war stories, though. <laughs> Yes, Megan, let's go to you now. Let's talk about these war stories and these injuries that you've got. They all have scars, but they're all stories. Let's talk about that. Right. I was always pretty lucky up until um, August. I was playing club season had just not even started. I was up at in Asheville at a preseason tournament. And just it really wasn't – it didn't take much. It was just a little um, – collision and this girl just clipped me from the back and her knee went into my knee as I was going the other way and I tore my ACL meniscus on my right knee which is my dominant one and then I would say the hardest thing was just having to go through that recovery and just having to literally take because I lost all my muscle in my leg I lost like the strength I couldn't even walk barely get out of bed so just having to like rebuild my leg was very hard and just being told how long it was going to take saying like it would be anywhere from seven to 12 months and then knowing that I probably wouldn't be able to play at all of my high school season the last one Mm -hmm. was really sucked (laughs) 
I tell you what, you nobody saw it coming. Nobody saw it in the works. It's one of those things. I mean, and I say this on every show that we have an opportunity. Um, we have an opportunity to, to, to really kind of focus on you girls and the guys of the class of 2020. And I appreciate y'all allowing us to be a part of your Thursday night here on Southern Sports Central. And you come in on 9-11. Boy, I tell you what, there was, there's its own energy. That's that new part of the uh, history books. But then watch out, you know, hold my Coca-Cola 9-11 because here comes this COVID-19. And uh, now you got COVID-19. And, of course, it's been quite an interesting ride. And, ladies, I'm going to tell you, like I tell anybody, whether you're going to go work for Southern Sports Central after this, <clears throat> Lillian or Megan, you're going to head over and be a nurse somewhere great in Charleston or anywhere else, right? I mean, at the end of the day, you ladies are going to be great at whatever you do, wherever you go. And with that being said, uh, I do have a guest that I'm going to bring in here with you because he may have a few things. I don't know. But what I do know is I want to hear from you first before I bring this individual in here with us. And, uh, Lillian, let's go to you. It is the senior moment that you've waited for, the moment of standing at a podium. To the left is your senior class that you'll graduate. To the right are those that you're going to leave behind. Talk to your senior teammates that you're graduating with and then talk to your right to the class you're going to leave behind, what would you say? Oh, gosh. Um, the seniors I'll be graduating with, I just want to let you all know that it's been an amazing ride. Whether if I've known you from freshman year or, you know, just last year, it's seriously been amazing, and I've loved all you guys, and I'm going to miss you guys when I move and want you guys. Um, and to the class that I'm going to leave behind, you guys have been my family for the past three years and stuff. And that um, I'm just going to support you guys wherever you go, and that for Oceanside Soccer will always have a place in my heart. All right, Megan, you're up. Give us your side, left to the right. Um, for the seniors that I'm saying goodbye to, I say that we did it. We we started this, and we've been through it all together from the beginning, and never thought any of this would be possible, but it is. And then to the people to my right I have a little sister who's a freshman on the soccer team so I know I'll be around and I'm always just a text away and I love all of you guys and you've always been there and we all went through everything together and we just need a ring now (laughs) (laughs) you deserve a ring if I had a ring I would give you a ring ladies I'm going to be honest with you before I bring in my special guest to come in here with me uh, there's been a principal that's been a part of your life for quite some time, and, and she's been amazing to Southern Sports Central with allowing me and my crew to do what we do and be a part of your lives and inside your families as far as just being a part of your day-to-day opportunities. Coach Greer was a part of that uh, initial walk, and now, of course, Coach Paul is one of the newest members of that coaching staff. He was a brother of mine as well, and I'm excited about his future there. Uh, and, of course, uh, Coach Mark Mayer has invited us to come back on campus and uh, you know, I'm excited. But uh, if you had something to say to this principal, what, what would you say about your principal? Uh, Megan, I'm going to stay with you and, and uh, just kind of give me a breakdown. Who is the principal that runs Oceanside? Um, she's awesome. Um, she definitely is the person who deserves to be the one who gets to run the school. She has the biggest heart ever. She loves every kid like they're her own. She built the school up from the ground. She literally – I feel like it's always thinking about this school. Um, she's given me chances that I never even thought I'd have. So if it weren't for her, I would never be where I am. And I owe a lot to That's her. It. All right, Lillian, I'll let you have your moment. And I know she's listening. She's one of the big supporters. And I'm going to tell you something. A lot of our schools, that we're blessed to have them all on board with us. 
but your students, uh, you know, as they say, you know, are, are their hearts, okay? And you guys mean a lot to them. And, you know, you guys kind of abandon us. Even here in Southern Sports Central, we watch you grow up from little guys to growing people, and then you fly away. And, uh, of course, this principal, no different. She listens every time there's an athlete on our show. So she's listening right now. What would you say to her? Um, uh, just, like, thank you for supporting us. And, you know, our, seriously, our biggest supporter. And, like, what Meg said, you know, You've, you know, started this from the ground up, and, you know, it's amazing to see what it's come to now and that, like, you made this, and you made this all happen, and we're just, I think we're all just super grateful that we're able to be a part of an amazing program, an amazing school that you built. So I saved the best for last, and I bring in a guy that you guys know a little bit more than I do, a lot more than I do, and that's your coach and new athletic director, Mark Mayer. Uh, coach, welcome back to the show. And, uh, first of all, you got you got two first-class ladies. They represented the tank well. Coach, uh, it's all yours, man. Have a conversation with them on our deal. Well, thank you for having me back again. And, yes, I do have like, wonderful seniors. Uh, obviously, I, I, I taught them everything they know. That That's you know, their radio skills are – we have a class at the end of practice every day for about half an hour about how to give interviews. <laughs> Not really. Um, but, yeah, they, these, two, these two wonderful ladies are what we call part of the OGs. They were the uh, – think back to four years ago when we started this school up in McClellanville and had to bust everybody all the way up there and back and that, that tough first year. And uh, I literally – uh, and Meg will help me, and I think Lily was one of our recruits, but, um, you know, we didn't have enough for our team. I mean, we had right at like 10 or 11 girls, and um, I, we would walk up and down the halls to saying, hey, you know, do you play any sports? You know, that kind of thing. And if it weren't for these two ladies, we wouldn't have a program that, that you know, in year three, play for the state championship. It, it went that quickly. And so I owe a debt of gratitude to these, this senior class and these two ladies in particular, like, you know, no other um, – so thank you all very, very much, Meg, Lily. What you all don't know about Lily, too, is uh, she says IT, but what she's really going to do, she's going to be the CEO of Chick-fil-A one day. Yeah. She runs the Mount, she runs the Mount Pleasant Chick-fil-A. Really, she's, like, like in charge, I think. Well, you, you know what's funny, real quick, so I'm going to tell you this, the girls. There was a meme or whatever they call it on Facebook. I don't have the, the, the direction on there, but, you know, there was, I remember about two months ago, and now it wouldn't be socially, it would be awkward, but it says that uh, on, um, uh, on uh, Chick-fil-A, they do everything but uh, kiss you and give you a hug and say everything's going to be okay. <laughs> yep. Well, Sounds about right. And this, this is uh, Coach Eugene here. Uh, and this is more sort towards uh, geared towards Mark, um, you know. And I know you're, you're probably going to beat me up for this uh, next time you see me, but uh, you know, given that the the circumstance is what it is, and we won't have a banquet or a graduation or prom, uh, I'm gonna let you take a couple minutes to uh, you know to give your banquet speech, your your you know your senior walk away to each one, and talk about what they contributed, you know. And I, I know you just did that a little bit, but you know, address each one individually and just. Let them know that uh, what they contribute to the program. Uh, this is their senior spotlight night, you know, live on the radio. And just uh, we'll, we'll let you uh, have a few moments to just talk to them each individually and just uh, kind of give them that podium speech, you know, that senior walk-off moment. All right. Well, like I said, Lily was one of those girls that we sort of recruited to play. I think y'all, she said – I listened to most of the interview. She was a rec player, didn't play a lot of travel ball. And, and Lily will be – perfectly fine with me saying she wasn't one of our strongest players uh, mm-hmm. on the field but but I couldn't imagine 
not having Lily uh, on the team. And mm-hmm. going into this year, I think Lily's playing time in the last couple of years diminishes. The team got stronger and stronger. And so I think beginning or coming into this year, she maybe thought about not playing because of that. But I just had a sit-down conversation with her, along with Murray. Uh, my assistant coach is my daughter, Murray Meyer. And Murray and Lily, I think, are even closer than Lily and I are. But we both just <laughs> sat there with Lily and just said, I, you know, you started with us. You're part of the team. I can't imagine having the season without you. So at that time, obviously, we thought we were going to get a ring, too. So I thought I was going to be putting some jewelry on that girl's finger, but it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but Lily, I couldn't imagine having gone through this four years without you. And I'm, I'm so glad that you decided to play your senior year. I wish that it would have been more. And, uh, yeah, we did play ten games. That's, uh, that's how many we played. So thank you very much. And then Meg, Meg, uh, Meg is one of those kids that I'm going to keep up with the rest of her life. i got a feeling, you know, there's a few players that I've coached. With. I've, I've coached for 20-something years. I can't remember exactly. And there's, there's, a, there's, you know, those players that keep coming back year after year and just checking in with me and see how it's going. I think that Meg and I will have that relationship. I think Lily and I will as well. And um, my heart just goes out to Meg. Meg's had the worst 2020 you can imagine. Her, uh, her dad passed away at an early age of about a month ago. Uh, on top of that, she had knee surgery, uh, and, and then we just lost our uh, our season. So Meg's had the worst 2020 that can uh, you can imagine probably so far. And just uh, I love you, Meg. It's going to get better. I, I just look forward to hopefully hopefully seeing you play at Newberry, and uh, I'll try to dry my eyes now. Definitely, and we appreciate all you guys for coming on. You know. Uh, we created this spotlight 2020 after after the season. You know, we could see it kind of coming down the pop, pipeline that you guys wouldn't be able to play again. And, you know, it was so unfortunate because, you know, and Mark, I don't know if you're listening early on because I know you're either on the road or finally at your destination. But, um, you know, and we joked about, the, you know, the little trophy versus the big trophy. And, you know, getting a little trophy was, was a heck of accomplishment in itself. You know, people play this game, you know, through their – like these ladies that started at four and five and six years old up through high school and don't even get to make it to a state championship. But you guys, you know, made it there with so many young players last year. You know, you came back and like, this is our year. You know, we have the upperclassmen. We have the advantage of being there, done that. And, uh, you know, it's a tragic situation that was taken from you guys. And, And we all certainly, you know, while we can't say, you know, we know how you feel because, you know, we didn't train for 15 years in this sport uh, you know, we didn't play those games. We didn't go to those practices. But, you know, we just want to give you guys a platform to come on and just talk, you know, about what you've done, what you've accomplished, you know, give thanks back to your families and, and, and teammates and coaches and things like that. And, um, you know, we're so thankful that you guys came on. We're thankful to have Coach Mark uh, on as well. And just want to say that, you know, you always have a place here to come back. You always have a voice. Uh, whether it be to, you know, call in and say what you're doing, you know, if you decide to, to, to make a college team and try out or if that's going well or whatnot, you know, you always have a place here. The, you know, the, the number is always going to be the same. And just uh, we just want to thank you so much for your time. God bless. Stay healthy. And, uh, you know, again, you know, your goals are what you set, you know, and, and your accomplishments are what you make of them at the next level. You know, what you do in the classroom, what you do on the field or what you do in life is, really now up to you. You know, you guys are going to be grown adults out there. And uh, for for the one going to Newberry, stay away from Gibby. 
I love Gibby to death, and I know you were talking about. <laughs> That's my boy, and he's going to the NFL as a punter, but stay away from Gibby and 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 his uh, and, and uh, compadre there at Newberry and, and focus on your academics, and you'll I, I know you'll do well. But, uh, you know, much love as someone who's coached and been a part of the program over the Oceanside for three years. Much love for you guys. But I have one last question for you guys. And uh, can either one of you stop Chris Haynes on the soccer field? Stop him? I I wish. I've never tried. I never had the opportunity to. <laughs> nope, not oh. at all. Uh, so you, you don't have confidence that you can stop Chris from scoring? Oh, I definitely think I could. I just haven't tried. We'll, we'll have to set that up. We'll, we'll have to set that up before you go. We'll, we'll have a little uh, uh, a kicking session, as I call him, over at the uh, Park West Field. And uh, I'd love to see you guys shut him down just before he leaves. You know, he signed that big soccer scholarship at Johnson & Wales. So I just think that would be hilarious. Maybe we'll put both of you on him and, and shut him down and send him home crying. So, But anyway, yeah. you know I love Chris. You know I love Chris. That's my boy. And uh, – but, you know, so so happy for you guys, you know, moving on to the next level, so proud of you. You know, the biggest accomplishment you will ever receive to this point is graduate from high school, and both of you will move on to do great things. And just, uh, you know, we're all real proud of you. I know Coach Mark is and thankful for his time and joining in uh, on the road. And just want to say that uh, God bless you guys and, and whatever you do. I know you'll have success. You guys have been you know, through the program and through the school, you've been challenged, whether it be in sports or academically. And, you know, you guys are set up for success. And just thank you so much for your time. And uh, God bless you both. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. See you, Meg. See you, Lily. Bye, Bye Mark. Always a good time, guys. We appreciate everybody there that tuned in, uh, of course, uh, from the tank there. We had their athletic director and head soccer coach, Coach Mark Mayer, joined us as a surprise attack. Always fun to have these coaches come in and have a final say-so with their seniors. Of course, uh, Lillian Harrison and Megan White were the soccer players. Uh, we missed out on having Kate in, but hopefully all is good with Kate and she can join us next time. Or maybe she can call in another time because, uh, quite frankly, we're three days a week and uh, she's more than welcome to come in any time. And she's one of the other seniors, the class of 2020. We congratulate you on your achievements, your awards, and all of those things as we uh, will wrap that part of it up. Again, our uh, class of uh, 2020 and our senior segment, the spotlight on that senior class, brought to you by our friends over at Somerville Signs. They have a, a great deal over there at Somerville Signs for the uh, sign that goes in your yard. You can just put a million of them out there. Uh, they're about – uh, the average rectangle shape there, they've got the metal spikes. They go on the ground. It's $25 a pop. And, uh, again, you can let them know you heard about them right here on Southern Sports Central. Phone number is 843-779-5853. Again, the number is 843-779-5853. Give them a shout. we got a quick break. We'll come back for the final segment. It'll be a little longer because we're going to take phone calls if you want to get in here and hang out, maybe talk some shop with us. Maybe there's something else on the mind that you want to talk about. Of course, College football will be the heavier conversation coming back. Should all the teams play all the games next year? What's up with this virtual media days? You know what's coming, so go ahead and get ready for that. And again, you know, TV getting ready to become a little bit bigger deal than normal because I think TV and radio are going to play a major part in this 2020 season of athletics. As you're going to hear it all right here on Southern Sports Central coming out of break, guys. We'll be right back.
Welcome back, everybody. I'm Richie. I'm alongside the coach, Eugene Benton. We've uh, wrapped up our guest list, and we've opened up the phone line. If you want to get in here, hang out with us, and talk about whatever's on your mind. You know, we do cover soccer now. We cover lacrosse. You name it, we cover it. Don't mean we're great at it. It just means we can talk a little bit about it, but we do heavy on the high school and college front of football, baseball, basketball, track and field. We have gotten pretty good at that one, thanks to the Coastal Carolina coaching staff and all the soccer players that have joined us as well. Uh, but I do want to thank the athletes right now. Matthew Dunn, Somerville High School football and track one and only over there. He has put in a lot of work. He's heading to Brenton Parker over there in the state of Georgia to go to college. He'll be doing, of course, the shock put and disc in the, uh, the world of track. And, of course, as you just heard, Megan White, she is from Oceanside, and she is heading to Newberry. She's going to hopefully walk on at Newberry. I think she can do it. If that's her heart and that's where she wants to be, I feel that she's going to do a good job at it. Then Miss Lillian Harrison, she mentioned going to – all I heard, Eugene, was I'm going to go to North Carolina to educate myself to come back and work for you guys at Southern Sports Central, and then I guess maybe own a Chick-fil-A, and uh, that's cool. I mean, that just means she's going to feed us you know, Chick-fil-A sandwiches, bro. Yeah, we're definitely looking forward to those spicy chicken sandwiches and those, uh, you know, those chicken minis. The 10 packs are the greatest way to start a breakfast, you know, and uh, with a nice yeah. shake or, or – a nice shake, you know, there. That's, that's a heck of a protein intake for the morning. So uh, I'm yeah, definitely going to keep her. I think I just her. got diabetes. <laughs> yeah, I, I think she might be the first paid intern. You know, we, you've offered a lot of internships. She might be the first paid intern. It might be one of those uh, trade-offs for the uh, thick minis and milkshakes. But, um, 
Definitely. Definitely looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's more of a bargain. We're looking at more of a trade than it is a paid, but I'm just kidding. No, seriously, we'd love to have it. any of the athletes who, who have come on this show. If, if, if broadcasting is in your future, you know, you, what do you do in the summer? You know, you want to come to work? You want to put, you know, we can get you to work. We can get you to do some things. You can produce the show here. We can give you some assignments. You can go out and do them live. You can do a lot of things. But we'd love to keep you busy this summer. Or if you're staying home and this is something you want to do, we can guide you, help you, get you where you need to go. Just contact us, and it's easy to do. Follow us on our Twitter page at Southern Sports Central. Of course, that's at SO Sports Central. You have to inbox us and then follow us on Facebook at Southern Sports Central. You can find me on Twitter at Richie Altman and just inbox me there. But we'll, we'll get back to you pretty quickly because we're always looking to help, you know, the communities, and we're here to help the youth and use this as a platform in so many different ways. Uh, but we're really excited. Uh, this feature 2020 has been great. Spotlight on our seniors who've had to forego their senior season of athletics and, of course, their senior season to finish and become homeschool students. You know, it's a lot. Parents, dads, moms, aunts and uncles, grandmas, aunt, you know, anybody out there, keep an eye on these young folks. All right? They may look okay, but, but it's a lot for a senior to realize at this moment that their senior season is over, that they didn't get a chance to get that ring. You heard the lady say that multiple times. Even their coach said it. You know, he wanted to get them that ring. You know, these kids are very fragile. All right? I get their resilience, but they're still – they're still humans. They're still young minds and bodies and, and things like that that they're dealing with. So we need to kind of keep that at the forefront and uh, keep them in your prayers, keep them lifting them up, right, doing the things, you know, continue to help them out. Again, whether you're going to college or you're going to the workplace or you're going into being uh, a first responder or in the military, whatever it is, just go out there and be amazing at it. That's all we expect out of you guys because you're doing amazing things. You're crossing over from that childhood to adulthood, whether you like it or not, and uh, you're going to wish all you had to do was take out the trash and cut the grass, brother, because uh, it, it's not like that over here in the adult world, all right? You still have to cut the grass and take out the trash. You just have to go to work, and you pay your bills. I mean, I'm going to keep going. It would depress you. I almost wish you could go back to being a freshman. That being said, uh, you know, Eugene, there's a lot of things that are going to be changing coming up in the, the new 2020 athletic season, man. You and I talked about that on the air here, and, uh, you know, we're going to see that more and more, I think, to where, you, you know, you look at it, and even in the NFL draft, while we – it was a change, and for the Jets fans, that was your Super Bowl they just took away, by the way. So there's no more J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 and the party and celebration of your pick. Now you have to kind of hope and pray that you get a better season than you did before. But uh, for the Browns, I guess it could be the same thing. And, and some of the other teams who just have had better draft parties and they've had uh, football parties, Right. But this is something that you're going to see now, I think, with media days, Eugene. And, and, and we talk about it because this is a, a real conversation that already conferences are looking at how are they going to manage and maneuver around. One of those right now is the Big 12. The Big 12 has already decided media days in July will be a virtual media day. Now, the Big 12, uh, of course, is canceling. Uh, is canceling its preseason football media days set for July 20th through the 21st, uh, 2021, I guess, uh, 2021 at uh, AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Instead, we'll be holding the event virtually. Uh, the league will uh, has been now confirmed through the ESPN. This is not something that, that we, I would say, uh, we're, we're, we're not shocked by this. This is definitely something that now Zoom, if you didn't have uh, stock in Zoom, you better hurry and get some now because this is going to be the year of Zoom. Uh, your thoughts there, Eugene? Yeah, you know, and, and the Big 12 canceling that, not – terribly a shock uh the other leagues really that i've seen haven't addressed their media days but i know the the sec has taken a big stand 
and they have said now South Carolina was one of the 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 schools that joined the other schools. I think it's uh ten or twelve out of the fourteen now have officially said they're starting school August first, which means that's also you know the usually the first day of uh, fall practice for football. So they've actually taken a stand. The SEC has and said you know right now they're planning to go, and that means that you know I I, I think it means that they're planning on their full schedule. Um, you know. They like I said, I haven't seen anything about the media days from the ACC or or the SEC, but uh, you know it, it's kind of pretty bold. I know the Big Twelve, Big Ten actually jumped out first with uh, Iowa and saying that you know we're right. going to go full full bore ahead, you know, and that the other schools were like you know we're monitoring Iowa and we're going to follow those guys if we can, and um, and Iowa might be one of those states, and I don't know the numbers that has you know a, a low COVID account, but. Uh, you know, I think it's interesting that some of these uh, conferences or, or schools are now saying, you know, like I said, the president of South Carolina said uh, yesterday or, or so that, you know, we're joining the other SEC schools already said we're, we're opening doors August 1st, and uh, which is pretty bold. But, um, you know, and, and I think we are. I think we're going to get back to that. Um, following the high school league on that as well, uh, right now the, the plan is to start June 1, um, you know, and they and with the caveat that they say, you know, well, we really have to follow what the governor says. But right now, right. it looks like uh, those decision makers are, are putting things in place to start, you know, uh, either June 1 for high school league for practices. And, uh, you know, colleges said they're opening doors August 1st. You know, at least in the SEC, they are. You know, and I don't mind us getting back to the new normal. I, I just hope we do it at a gradual pace. I hope that we understand that nothing is good unless in moderation. Again, moderation meaning that we need to – slowly get back into things now because i had the opportunity i was on folly beach today and of course they've shut down folly beach okay folly beach is still shut down and and there have been other mayors and other towns around charleston wanting to press charges and i'm thinking man handle your yard first don't worry about getting people in this yard you got to take care of yours and there's not a given right to get to go in somebody else's town and somebody said well it would be like shutting down 526 i said my god please don't tell anybody that again please don't say that out loud that probably sounded good in your mind just don't do it again. Just don't do it again because it's nothing like shutting down 526, okay? It's like shutting down a town that they want to keep the people in their town safe. They should have a right to do what they do. It's their town. Uh, you know, I understand everybody says taxes and so on and so forth. But if you just bear with the town and bear with the systems, it'll open itself back up at a slowly gradual pace. My daughter works in the, in, in the clothing department, okay? She works at a store, and she's one of the assistant managers at a store. I'm not 100% excited about her working, but you know what? It's part of it. And I told her, I said, stay out of people's faces. Keep your hands clean and washed at all times. I don't understand what you're in such a rush to go buy a new dress for. I guess you want to feel pretty. Or maybe, guys, that's our fault. Maybe we need to let our ladies know that we love them and think they're gorgeous because they're not getting it because where are they going? They're going to go get a bunch of dresses and have to head home and stare at each other at the mirrors. That's fine. But, you know, and there are some people that feel better when they shop. So, you know, that's a whole other conversation for another show. But getting back to the SEC media days, now that is July 13th through the 16th. That's in Atlanta. Now the ACC – that's later in that month, in July 22nd through 23rd. That's in Charlotte, Big Ten, July 22nd through 23rd. Also, that's in Chicago. Pac-12, they're doing their thing in July 29th in Los Angeles. Sun Belt, the fun belt, as we know it as, in July 28th, 29th in New Orleans. Boy, I tell you what, that could be a hot spot. Uh, have uh, yet to announce any of their personal media days uh, or if they're canceled. And, and, and if you're leaving it up to the governor of South Carolina, I mean, this is a guy that leaves things like all gas, no brakes, full throttle. I mean, ugh, I don't know about that part of it. You know, I get he's excited NASCAR is going to start 
here very soon in, in Darlington, South Carolina, where it's one of the most famous, oldest tracks in NASCAR. And, uh, you know, that's great for, for what it is, I guess. But as far as the way we need to handle this is anything but full throttle. I, I think we need to kind of take a Sunday cruise into this thing, if you know what I mean, kind of that slow thing and wave as if we're in a parade. Uh, because, again, we handle this right, we will have football season in the fall. We handle this wrong, we're not. Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. Here's the shade I'm going to throw. This thing is supposed to die off with the heat. Did you notice today was anything but hot, anything but humid? I mean, usually this time it's May, man. Usually we're sweating it out a little bit, right, Eugene? Yeah, and, and for the past couple of days before today, you know, I looked at the thermometer in the truck, and it's, you know, 88, 89 degrees or approaching 90 degrees. And that's typical right. for what we are right now. Uh, today was a setback, you know. I'm used to getting up at 6 in the morning and letting the dogs out, and I came out in a pair of shorts and T-shirt and was like, you know, flip-tops and was like, let them out. Oh, stepped outside and was like, yeah, y'all can handle this for a little bit. You know, you know, just scratch on the door when you want to come back in. You know, I was actually shocked, man. I'm looking at my plants and all my gardens, and this time of the year, you know, they're used to the sun and, and some rain showers, and, uh, you know, it just didn't happen today. So you're right. It, it was a setback on, on the temperature-wise. And if that's the thing, right. if, 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 if it's based on, you know, the science, some of the science says humidity and, 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 and warmth or, or heat, you know, kind of helps this thing die off. And, you know, uh, you know, today wasn't a good day for that. <laughs> you know, if you're one of the decision makers, you know, today may have given you pause. But, you know, and right. there are people who are, you know, I know the, the, the mayor and the town council uh, really well. A, a lot of the members of town council, Mount Pleasant, and you know, they started opening up certain areas of uh, Mount Pleasant, like some of the uh, rec fields, in zones or, or in steps. And I was able to go out and train some kids. And, and I'll tell you, um, the rec people out there were watching me the whole time. I had five kids out training, um, and that's through mm-hmm. my Low Country Kicking Academy. And I took a tape measure and, and the wheel. And the wheel measures, you know, I roll the wheel, and it measures, you know, foot. Uh, every kicking tee and every uh, kicking block was two yards apart, and that's six feet, which is kind of mandated, right. you know, or at least, you know, I think it'll be, you know, that's what everybody said, stay six feet. And, uh, you know, we worked out for a good hour uh, with the kickers there. I had about five kids out there. And, um, you know, we are coming out the field. The guy was sitting on his golf cart just watching us. You know, and I've heard, right. you know, the police have shown up to practice fields or things like that when kids were throwing balls back and forth or medicine balls, you know, things that they were, quote, unquote, sharing equipment because that's a no-no right, right now. Um, you know, and I told the kids right. going into it, I said, this is just like Coles when we're doing the national. You kick your ball you retrieve your ball only. I said, I know, we, you know, somebody would go down there and throw balls back. And, you know, I've had dads and granddads and even moms come out, you know, and, and fetch balls. And I said, that's not today. That's not where we're at. You know, we're going we're gonna to follow the guidelines, you know, set out by the town council, you know, because we're fortunate enough that they've opened up this park and let us use it. But uh, we're going off the field, and the guy that runs the, uh, you know, the track field, which is the football field there in Park West, you know, he said, hey, coach, good job. I saw you out tape measure, making sure everybody was six feet apart, man, because I got a boss, too. And if you guys are out Hello. there, you know, not following the rules, you know, I'm going to get in trouble. And he said, just good job, coach. I enjoyed watching the kids do their thing and you, you teaching them and coaching them. And, you know, it looks like, you know, they got some good workouts in. But, you know, thank you for following the rules. And and that's kind of where right. we are. You know, we've got to follow the rules until, you know, whoever is in charge can – 
you know, followed, you know, whatever their their advisors are, whether it be medical staff or whatnot, and say, you know, all right, we're we're kind of quote unquote back to normal, and you know, that's just that's just what we have to do, and uh, you know, I, I had already heard going into it that uh, other people would kind of run off the park because they wouldn't follow the rules, and so you know, I just made a very I got there early. I took a little can of uh, white spray paint and some white tape, and like I said, I marked off everything at six feet, two yards. You know, you got to be two yards right. apart. When kids, I thought were too close to each other. I said, you know, I broke out the tape measure and I'd walk up to them, and I said, six feet, buddy, six feet. You know, it's just it's just where we are. You know, and I think you know, to the extent what you were talking about, if we abide by that, you know, we're able to use facilities, we're able to get out and and uh, get that exercise in, get that training in. You know, and, and the people who are supposed to be managing those things will. On, they certainly they understand, and uh, you know they want to see the kids out enjoying the parks. That's what they do. That's why they're in that you know parks and recreation type business. And uh, well, they're in the business of making know, money. I mean that's that's the key. Well, you know, once they can open up some it, of these things too, you know that, that's the thing too. We need to, we need a couple more things that we do need to cover before we get out of here, brother. I don't want to stay too yeah, long man. on this one topic. Um, you know, as, as we kind of look around, and, and again, we can table that. And again, we'll be back live Sunday. Now, Sunday, we are heading to the campus of Fort Dorchester. All right, so that's going to be the campus tour 2020. The next stop is at the fort with the Patriots. We're going to get in with the principal, their athletic director, maybe a few coaches. Oh, and did I mention Miss Quinn's going to join us? Yeah, she is one of their big time track stars uh, who ran at Kentucky and, of course, ran her days in high school at Fort Dorchester. She'll join us uh, throughout that show as well another quick topic that uh, we'll table this a little bit because we've only got about eight minutes left of the show here eugene but ncaa relaxes minimum division one scholarship spending level due to the coronavirus of course the ncaa as you guys know approved a waiver now this allows the schools to spend uh, below the minimum level of athletic scholarships required to compete in division one now the division one council coordination committee approved two other Blanket waivers on Wednesday. Now, that has been uh, requested by several conferences in recent weeks in response to the coronavirus pandemic, if you will. Uh, When you look at it, so basketball and football players will be allowed to participate in summer athletic activities without being enrolled in school. Also, schools that are in the process of moving to D1 can be counted towards the minimum required for Division I opponents. Now, the coordinator Oh, the committee also signed off on a waiving some of the recruiting rules to provide more flexibility for coaches and athletes through the extended dead period. That's the key word, dead period, because right now uh, there are certain things you can you can't do, kind of what we talked about with the high schools, what they can and can't do as well. The dead period for all sports currently runs through May 31st. Guess what? That's right now. The committee will decide at its May 13th meeting, whether to extend the dead period through June 30th. Now, the scheduling and scholarship waivers were all part of the broad request made by the commissioners of the five non-Power 5 FBS conferences two weeks ago on behalf of all the Division One. Now, the conferences also had requests a blanket waiver and minimum number of sports required with the 16th to compete in Division One, but that was denied. Schools will still be able to apply for a waiver the sport minimum on a close uh, case-by-case basis. Again, uh, you know, you look at this, and Division I's are required to offer a minimum of 200 athletic grants and uh, an aid per spending, at least, what, $4 million in grants and aid uh, on the athletes and provide a 90% of the uh, permissible um, maximum grants in aid of the football over 
a, uh, a rolling of two-year period. So those minimums will be waived uh, for all one year. We're going to get into a little bit more of this, but this is kind of a big deal because one of the things that, that we will, will start to do, and again, the only thing that waivers us on these conversations are the athletes that call us to get in on the show. Of course, we've had a, a lot of that happening, of course, with Cameron Smith joining us all the way from Charlotte, North Carolina, from Olympic High School. We had Matthew Dunn. You know, he actually graduates uh, this year. Matthew does. Uh, he came in from Somerville High School. We had two of the ladies from Oceanside, Lillian Harrison and Megan White, joined us all the way from Oceanside. So they're really the only audibles that we have. Other than that, we'll load up the questions and the hotlines, and the guest list will, will be there in a little different fashion. But as long as we're going through COVID-19, we're here to use this as a platform to pick up some of those seniors who are feeling a little down. Uh, but this is a big thing, Eugene, because if you think about it, and kind of a two-minute response here for you, big guy, is the fact that when you, when you put it all together, you know, you've got incoming freshmen and you've got some seniors that are going to possibly be allowed to stay behind. So this is going to be a different ballgame. It- yeah, I agree. And, and it's really good that they did that because the NCAA, uh, for the past few years, when it comes to athletes being able to market, you know, what they do or – how they punish one school over another. You know, they took taken a lot of hits uh, in, in the media and whatnot, you know, for being fair and really, quote-unquote, looking out after the best interest of the athlete. Um, this was an unusual circumstance. And I think the NCAA finally, for those who argue against them, might agree with me that they finally took the right step for the, uh, for the student athlete, and that is, you know, for those seniors who didn't get to compete, uh, you know, they get that extra year. So, you know, it'll be interesting because, you know, as you know, baseball has 11.7 scholarships. What's that going to look like? I haven't seen the numbers. Are they going to extend it to, you know, 18.7? Are they going to extend it to 20? Because that'll be that'll be a real huge factor because not only does it affect the seniors, you know, who didn't get to play, but the incoming freshmen. Because college coaches are looking at, well, how many do you give me to offer? Because – I got offers extended out to all these kids coming in, but, you know, I got to balance my numbers here, you know, so that'll be a big, uh, when they actually come out with the actual hard numbers with what these uh, coaches can offer and what they'll have, you know, available this year to the program. I, I think that's going to affect because maybe some 2020 athletes get more offers because, you know, coaches didn't know what they would have to do. And, you know, hopefully that'll uh, affect some uh, seniors as well in a positive way. Yeah, I agree with you. Now, you know, the questions that, that, that come out, you know, and, and there's so many things here that we're going to get into uh, as, uh, you know, some of the seniors come in and out. We'll, we'll try to table as much as we can. Now, Sundays, it is going to be a very heavy show, and the fort, I can promise you, will be heavily uh, present, not only on air, but listening around the low country and around wherever they can pick us up there on the Internet. But other than that, we are going to continue to kind of dive in, give you our 25 to 35 cents, uh, of what we feel that could happen because, you know, they're, they're looking at so many things right now on, on what could happen, what might happen, and what really is going to happen. It's kind of like they always say there's three truths, yours, mine, and the Lord's. Well, that's kind of what's going to happen here with a lot of this. Uh, like you mentioned, baseball, you know, it doesn't have the scholarship opportunities that football does, that this sport has or that sport. They're all kind of divvied in like a piece of pie. They're all different. Now, football, of course, holds the highest number. Why shouldn't they? They bring in the most revenue. 
Uh, and we're going to get that numbers because I remember, uh, you know, the guest that we opened up with actually was uh, Joe Hughes from uh, multiple newspaper areas up there on the border of North and South Carolina. He actually released something. We'll get into that a little bit as well. Uh, and, and we may add another day to the show here. I, I, I'm really contemplating, Eugene, throwing that Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday thing together. Uh, or maybe, you know, uh, it, it, we like doing the Sunday thing because we feel like it helps out the, the principals that we get in here. Uh, they don't have to worry about the school during the day. Uh, when they come in on Sunday night, they're kind of getting ready to begin their week so they can kind of pump up some of their students that are listening. Uh, so I like the Sunday thing for now. Uh, but there will come a time when we'll go back to doing it during the week. Uh, and, and take that Sunday off as we like to do here on Southern Sports Central. Now, uh, we do want to take a quick minute because we are up against the clock, Eugene. We had some great guests today. Joe Hughes joined us from Gaston Gazette. Cameron Smith from Olympic High School. He is a 2,000-yard rusher with a 4.3 GPA. Favorite thing to do? Read books. How about that? He's a junior upcoming with a multiple amount of opportunities coming into his senior year. Tyler Clark, one of the coaches over at Somerville High School in Somerville, South Carolina, joined us talking about the basketball program that him and Coach Long are putting together over there at Somerville, the Green Wave at 7 o'clock. Then 7.30, Matthew Dunn played football, ran track, do some stuff around, shot foot and disc to be exact. He's heading to Brenton Parker College over there in the state of Georgia. Then at 8 o'clock, we headed back to the tank with a big O. The other O, it was the blue O over at Oceanside, uh, where, of course, we heard from Lillian Harrison, who uh, is looking to get into IT work after college, but has been playing soccer over there in Mount Pleasant for quite some time. And then Megan White, heading to Newberry, may may not jump in there and uh, do her thing on the soccer field, but she will be entertaining some type of nursing and some type of medical field. We're excited uh, to see what she does as well as Lillian, Matthew, and continue to watch uh, – Cameron grow the way, of course, that he's continued to do as well. So, as always, we're very blessed to get the sponsors, the guests, the listeners, and uh, we'll be back live, uh, Eugene, on Sunday night. We'll do this at 6 o'clock. We'll park the bus at the fort, and we're going to get to talk to the principals and the athletic director and a few other coaches and players. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. Uh, my first trip over to the fort, so to speak. I know it's virtual, but uh, looking forward to hearing from the principal and the coaches over there and uh, – you know, I'm I'm excited. Another school to add to the repertoire. We've been to, you know, we've covered a lot of from Asher Ridge to Summermill and uh, Oceanside and, and schools in between, and you know, some schools in the Charlotte area. Heck, we've been out to California to cover athletes. But uh, you know, look, really looking forward to it. It's another hometown school, so to speak, in Low Country, and you know, looking forward to some others joining in as well. Just want to say, stay safe, everyone. Be healthy, and God bless. No doubt. There you go. So, again, to add to the guarantee, at 8 o'clock, Jasmine Quinn, she ran track at Fort Dorchester for four years. She took her talents to Kentucky, and she didn't stop running since. This young lady is going to join us all the way, I believe, from Orlando, Florida, somewhere down in the great Sunshine State, and she'll hang out with us as an alumni. So that's going to be a lot of fun. If you are interested, by the way, in bringing your high school in on Sunday nights for our campus tour, reach out to us at SO Sports Central. That's at Southern Sports Central. On the Twitter world, of course, we're on Facebook at Southern Sports Central as well. On behalf of Eugene Benton, the coach, I'm Richie Alba. This has been Southern Sports Central coming to you live on Blog Talk Radio. We'll see you again on Sunday night, 6 o'clock, guys. Stay safe. God bless. And don't forget, it's up to you what the rest of the year looks like. Stay distant.
here it is. The group.